This week on the Diz Idiots Podcast, does Disney need more rooms? Aloha means hello and goodbye. Is Disney going to buy Nintendo? Did we actually get to book Cinderella's Royal Table? And we look at the plans for the Epcot Hub. And more this week on the Diz Idiots Podcast. It's showtime. We have we have Beetlejuice. Yeah, 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 <clears throat> yeah sandworms. Eh, problem. We have Mr. Horror Nights. How you doing? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. What's up, party people? We're here. And you know what? It's been a good week. There's been Disney news. Yeah, most a lot of, of lot of news. Most of it crap, but there's been Disney news. And let's get right off with today's big news. Ooh, look, they're opening a new DVC resort. Surprise, at, surprise. At the Polynesian, which brings us to the point of, does Disney need more hotel rooms at this point? And didn't they just open up bungalows like a couple years ago? Okay. Even as a DVC member with points, I can't afford to stay at the damn bungalows. Right. It's like, oh, you want to stay here for a week? That's 3,000 points. Good luck. Every time I feel they want to make one of these announcements, behind the scenes, Shane O'Max theme, here comes the money, starts playing. Like, they think they open a D, they're opening up another one of these, and we are going to rake it in, folks. They will. That's the problem. I know they will. I know they will. But, you know, we're, but that's great. We're having more people come. What are they doing? What are we giving them? What's, where are we putting them? Where are we putting them during the day? What space are we allowing them to take up? I want statistics. I want some mathematician out there to do the numbers if every room in Disney is booked to average capacity. We're not going to go to max capacity, average capacity. What is the capacity of the parks with just them? Not a single day guest, just on-property people. Are we, like, are we at half capacity? Are we maxing out the parks at that? Are we beyond the parks capacity? Because they've already said or alluded to that the parks are never returning to full capacity. Absolutely absurd to me. They're like, we can't have people elbow to elbow. Have we been there lately? Have, have you ever been there in the past? Park? Yeah. It it's absurd and it's crazy. And I forget what day it was. And it, we're getting a little ahead, but we were I was looking at booking my dining for the upcoming Disney trip. And there was another time where I looked at Epcot for like dinner. And all that was available was the crepe restaurant again. For Ratatouille. That, yes. That's it. That's yeah, it. Nothing else. Or whatever. That was it. I'm like. I love crepes. I love crepes, but you know, is it worth it? Or is it worth a reservation for crepes? 
I look good crepes. You ever had a good crepe, folks? They're worth, and they have dinner in France. They have dinner crepes that are today for. So I'm okay with that, but I agree with you. Is it worth it? Is it worth a Disney resi for it? And I believe it is the only restaurant in Epcot serving breakfast, except for Starbucks. What about that? Well, well, hold up. Acker Shoes is not doing the breakfast with the princesses anymore. Acker Shoes is not open. Yeah. Yeah, they're not Gosh, open. I didn't think about that. I never thought it never dawned on me because it's always been open. It's it's one of those things that I just assumed existed. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the crepe restaurant's the only place. Not even Garden Grill, which is doing character breakfast, has a breakfast. They have because their breakfast there, folks. If you never did the Garden Grill breakfast, woohoo! They did they did their breakfast is begging. Yeah, 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 it is good. And I'm and I'm a man who like I, I'm not a man who likes eggs. So when I tell you a breakfast is good, they got variety. They got variety and good variety. It's, it's surprising. It's the only place that's open. I mean, yeah, you, you're right. Because yeah, the Cal, the Garden Grill doesn't have their character breakfast yet. They have character like lunch, like brunch, but they don't have the breakfast reopen yet. Yeah, I think it's only like mm-hmm. Topolino's Terrace at Riviera and Hollywood Brown Derby. With Kate, with Kate May coming back, it's only a matter of time. Yep. And as we talk about these wonderful places for food, we can also touch back on the DVC thing a bit. Yes. Because the spirit of Aloha Dinner Show is... Going away. It's gone. Mahalo. Goodbye. We're not seeing you anytime soon. Now, granted, I ate there once and I got food poisoning. So I'm not mourning its loss. So could one, one would assume that the new DVC rooms are going to be where the dinner yeah. show resides. Okay. Yes, that is exactly where they're going. And again, not a loss. I know some would think the, the, that's a loss. The other, and the, a rumor has been quashed in case none of you read it. There was a rumor that another Disney dining show was leaving us. You're but- getting ahead of me. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. I know I it was crushed, but I am going to report on their bad reporting. Somebody I just news today reported that the Hoopty Doo musical review will be replaced with a bluegrass musical act. It's not. Hoopty Doo is going nowhere. Hoopty Doo is still pulling in the money. And the only reason it would go somewhere is if they had an entertainment issue. I don't see. I. I would be upset if Hope to Do went away because I was a little kid. I saw the Hope to Do review when it was still at the Diamond Horseshoe. That's like saying, you know, Country Bear Jamboree being replaced by Woody's Roundup. <gasps> Shh, don't say it. He'll hear you and do it. He's threatened it before, damn it. Don't you take my bears away from me. And I will just provide the update as written because if I'm going to misreport news, I will at least report the correction. Update. As of 4.30 p.m., a Walt Disney World representative has reached out to Walt Disney World News Today, stating that this rumor is not true. Avery Mayer of Walt Disney World Communications team contacted us directly to let us know that the Hoop-dee-doo musical review will allegedly not be replaced. When asked if Disney wanted to make further statement about what the future holds in terms of this fan-favorite show, Mayer had no further comment. It so, doesn't mean they're thinking there might be a replacement in the works, just as of right now, it's not being replaced. Yes, but I look at words very closely. Not being replaced. Least, does right. Does not mean 
not coming back. <laughs> they could just be saying it's not being replaced. It's just not coming back at all. Yes. The Hoop-dee-doo musical review, AB Dead, which I love the Hoop-dee-doo musical review. It is by far one of the best dinner shows in Orlando, especially since most of them have closed or they're owned by Dolly Parton. Yeah. Um, but well, God bless you, Dolly. In the grand scheme of things, it's a logistical nightmare where it's located. Right. Like when you have to run your like a separate bus system out there just to get people home from it at the end, you might have a problem. And since we already have a problem getting people to and from the parks on said buses. Yeah. But, you know, since we're still talking about food, we, we this morning, we did do our booking for our Disney dining reservations. And? Well, we have lunch at the Garden Grill. An early dinner at Cinderella's Royal Table. Ooh. It's not as special as easy to get because there are no characters. Yeah. What? Yeah. Don't worry. We also have dinner at Storybook Dining at Artist Point. Nice. Nice. Now, what I will say is, like, almost every one of my meals is price fixed now. Like, that's the Disney way. You go, you pay $62 a head, and you just you pick an app, you pick a dinner, and you pick a dessert. Like, that's every meal here. Except Garden Grill. That's a family-style buffet thing for Bobby. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, that that's something that they've been having since COVID. Like, since they've revoked, reopened since the pandemic. That it's a fixed menu selection. Instead of having, like... I know, like, as the buffets are coming, slowly coming back. But, like, at first it was, like, family portion style entrees where like it was just like $50 a person and you each had like you shared an appetizer like two meals and a dessert or something like that but now it's it doesn't make as much sense anymore because now it's here's the price fixed menu right one of the five appetizers you pick one of the five entrees and you pick one of the three to five desserts which if you've ever looked at a Disney menu those are the exact numbers every single Disney menu has as its options. Right. I suppose it's a way of streamlining. I'm assuming it's all about this because especially when they first started this, it was back the, um, the well, we can portion control everything and save money. Um, it, so that Here's where I worry, and it, I do need to look into this more because to me, this is a problem. Like Cinderella's. That, that is not just a reservation. No, that is a paid-for meal. Right. I hope to God my gratuity is included in that because most people, you're not paying. They're not thinking of tipping. Mm -hmm. hmm. And how do you tip on something you paid for in advance? Advanced. Yeah, that's true. How do you remember what you paid? Like, Here's it, your bill. Like, to me, that is absolutely stupid if they're not they yeah. they may i'm sure it is and if not they may have a you know 
I, I, I hate to say because this is the stuff again. This is becoming a six five. It's becoming a cheap six fives type thing. Remember, we like gratuities. Please put a gratuity in the jar on the way out if you like. I, I, I'm just seriously thinking about it. Like, I would be pissed off enough. Like, my family of three has already dropped two hundred dollars to have dinner at Cinderella's royal table. And you're not even there yet. And when I get there, I may have to drop another forty dollars. Shouldn't have to. I agree. It's it's a uh... again. They may pull the ploy of if we put it out, they will leave a tip, but we're not like, asking for a tip. It's just there if you suggest it. I agree. At that point, they should don't. It shouldn't have to be right. So that's just my griping about it. Because at that rate, if you're paying like $200 in advance, you might as well just tell them what you want before you get down there. So when you get seated, your food's there. You know what I mean? Like you might as well just have like ordering ahead of time while you're at it till. Tell us what you want so we make sure it's prepared well in advance. Right. Yeah. And I will state um, magic not happening by Disney is actually a little bit better right now. As my wife found a wonderful Facebook group of furloughed cast members who are providing services. And during our trip, we have them decorating our room for my child's birthday. Balloons, streamers, everything. We have them bringing snack baskets and charcuterie trays. And we have one coming to give her a bibbity bobbity experience because I can't book a bibbity bobbity experience. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's very awesome. So how did you come across this? Uh, word of mouth. My wife knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. So there's a group of furloughed cast members that are just like rogue. Like, yeah. And Not necessarily rogue. It's whatever we can do. We, we haven't gotten our jobs back. Whatever we can do to right. make extra cash. And there are things like they are doing transportation. If you need to get to and from the parks, you could book one of them. And you know what? That's a better use of my money. Yeah. Because they're getting 100% of that. And you're helping out someone who could really use it. Mm -hmm. I also saw a thing that you can now stay in one of the vacant CM uh, college program apartments <laughs> and I sat there and went, why on god's green earth would you want to do that <laughs> which one which one i did not look any further than the headline because i just went i don't have my vaccines for that vista chatham i wonder i wonder if disney's thinking about like you know turning those apartments into new hot luxury hotels I, <laughs> at dvc resort no. I think it's one of those things where Disney themselves did not fully own. Yeah. And since Disney is not putting people in them, whatever company they licensed or had an agreement with is like, well, fuck it. We got to make money. Yeah. That's my assumption there. I know nothing. I'm an idiot. Hence the title. Having lived in one before. Been there, done that, don't want to do it again. You mean it's not spare no expense for our CPs? That you pay for? 
out of your paycheck that was already basically non-existent. Yeah, and then, you know, then staying at the other one that was Disney was renting that they use for their, you know, um, interns. Fun times, though. Gee, this is a, by the way, it's all coming back to me now. Memories are flooding back. That's why I'm quiet here, folks. Ah, memories. And anyone who's been a CP and stayed at any Buena Vista or Chatham or Patterson wasn't open when I first, when I did my CP or, um, I'm forgetting the name of one of the international state at. Oh, memories. Angel Lloyd Webber couldn't write enough memories for this. Yeah, yeah, I just want their cast reference. But Brian, you have a trip coming up. You book yeah. it dining yet? Uh, not until Friday. Friday is I the first. You're after us. I thought you were. No, it, it, it's, it happens all the time. You guys go down first, and then we go down the week after you do. So. No, 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 no. The, I thought the first time was we were coming, you were going. I don't remember. Either way, we were passing the night, and we ate at yeah. Club. Ra- were we at Raglan Road? Uh, the cooks. cooks, right? Cooks, cooks. That's right. Same place, That's right. just yeah. far. Um, no, yeah. So my reservations will be on Friday. Um, not. Sh- I mean, look, whatever I can get, I can get at this point. I mean, I know it's sixty days out, but it sounds like whatever's available is available. There was, for the most part, plenty available. Yeah, and I can tell you, at least for the days we're down there, like the garden rocks seating where you could you know book that book the meal and get a guaranteed admission to the concert yeah yeah they were plentiful because the act we have while we're down there is crap who, who who's down there when you're down there i don't remember but it was one of those yeah no. My, mine mine's the best band it's tba tba's performing the week that i'm down there you know, oh, I, love their, I love their hit that I heard on the radio. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I heard that TBA actually, uh, they provided the entrance music for WWE's most prolific champion, Vacant. Nice. Nice. Now, I think we are going to do, um, I think we're going to do the sci-fi uh, d- uh, drive-in at Hollywood Studios. That's kind of like our, our thing. We like to sit in the car. We like to sit in the cars and drink milkshakes and watch the B B cheesy B rated. I'm, I'm not judging you. I'm just wondering what it's like to be skinny and being able to sit in one of the cars. <laughs> I'll let you know because we've actually got. I've gotten bigger since ten years ago when we went down. Bigger, there's bigger, and then there's hello. It, there's always the saucers. I, I will say. That from my booking experience, uh, we looked at Hollywood, I think, two separate days for two separate meals each day, and sci-fi was never available. Yeah. Sci-fi is usually like a spur of the moment where I have to go up to the lady, you know, the hostess at the table going, do you have a party for two available right now? Because <laughs> that's how, you know, that's that, that that's kind of the flip side for just her and I going and like not a large group is that there's a better chance for us to be a walk up and get a table. Oh, I love when you're in Disney and you see people trying to walk up with like a group of eight at a restaurant that you sit there and go, I don't think they have a table for eight. Like I watched the group walk up and try to get a reservation at La Cellier. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, 
I think the restaurant seats 16. <laughs> You're was eating I, half, half this capacity right there. I, I once had, I was booking somebody, Kate, this is obviously going back years because it's at the kingdom. So 2011, I was booking somebody, look, we're dining, and I look at it. I pause, I go, I have a cellier for 20 to 8 o'clock. And they're looking into something and said, I have a cellier tonight for 8 o'clock. You literally have seconds to decide this is going to go fast. I am holding it. Do you want a cellier or not? I cannot hold this more than a minute. Um, um, we're not sure. Well, can we let you know in a minute? I said, this is it. I said, literally, this is the moment. It's do or die. Hate yeah. to be that way, but time is of the essence here, folks. And it's gone. It, then it, spoiler alert. I didn't take it. And then they came back five minutes later. Is it still there? And I'm like, no, it's not still there. Ah. Oh, oh, I wish we knew that. <laughs> Which, if you don't know. Getting a table at the Cellier, Cinderella's up. Royal Table, and it's been waning lately, but be our guest, when it initially opened, there were entire strategies to book yeah. a reservation. Oh, did I mention this was 5 o'clock for an 8 o'clock reservation that night? That's what made it all better. I actually had one. It was in, I'm like, it's here. The Cellier, that's unheard of. It's still not as good as Yachtsman. There I said it. But the cheese soup is fantastic. Oh, Yachtsman steak. Oh, yeah. If we didn't have Bella, there'd be a Yachtsman dinner in there. But I'm sure there would be. Hey, listen, it's okay. We're at we're at Boardwalk. Like we're right there. Yeah, we might we might make our way over to Boardwalk. We're staying at Coronado, so definitely three bridges is going to be one of the nights or if not a couple of nights for us at Coronado, but definitely I think we might make our way over to Yachtsman or somewhere like Boardwalk or Beach. Let me know, let me know how the pepper market's doing because I haven't heard anything about that in a long time and I always love the pepper market. It's probably. So I am basing this off of my Animal Kingdom Lodge dining experience. Shit. They're oh, all... Right they have all gone to hell with really? protocols. Mm. Because it's no, at least as of December, it was not walk up to the like food bar, get your food. No, it was you either ordered everything from the cashier and then waited for your number mm. or you mobile ordered, which is what most people did. And most of it is just a giant wall in front of it. And a table in the middle to pick up your order. Like it was, it's a, it's an optimized system, but it's crap. It is not. You don't feel spur of the moment, and it takes forever to order at the register. What's sad? One of them, and nobody knows what they want. That is sad. That makes that that, that look. Makes you're sad. in Disney. You're about all about waiting in line, looking at the menu. As soon as you go there, you know exactly what you want, and not take you know forty minutes to make a decision. No, 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 no. They go and they don't look at the menu till the person's talking to them. Yeah. My my favorite is when you get the person. Well, how is it's the same as it is everywhere else? It's, <laughs> it's a burger. They're exactly the same. Ah. Um, you know, so you want those reservations? Book them quickly. Sixty days is out. 
is a little easier than the 180 day window. Yeah. I love the idea. I haven't obviously. I haven't booked a Disney trip. I'm thinking next year I'm going to go and do just a, just Disney itself, possibly. But oh man, sixty so much better than 180. God bless it. For me, I think the clutch point is you have in park restaurants 30 day window. Yeah, port restaurants. 45 signature 60 or 90 you can give those a long way out because those are generally not the people that really want those far out are not the families that is the people who just want to go there to yachtsman to flying fish special occasions i mean it's for like the people down there like that have the yeah because the best signatures are always at you know the resorts right So I think that would be a perfectly fair thing. And I still think for in-park dining, at least 25% should be roped off for walk-ups. 100%. And 25 is your minimal. I couldn't agree more. Especially the fact that these parks are, we're getting more and more people than ever. I don't care what they say about the reservation system. I couldn't agree with you more, buddy. Yeah. But I will leave one exclusion out. Breakfast. Breakfast, they could re- reserve up to 100%. Breakfast There's, is different, though. It is different. And the restaurants are so few that are that do breakfast. Yeah, right. that can be 100% booked up beforehand. But lunch or dinner where you're going to have people wandering that probably haven't thought about food all day. It gives an option. What if today I decide I really don't want a quick service? I really would like to just sit down, have a nice meal. Liz, I don't even know. Beer, beer Garden was always my go-to. If I was at Epcot and I wanted a nice sit-down lunch, I'll just go to Beer Garden. I know hey, I'm going to sit down, get my beer, have have what the few things off of the buffet that I always liked. Hey, I'm all about you know just going on Main Street, waiting 30 minutes to Starbucks there and get myself a cup of coffee and sitting on the park bench and people watch. I'm so. sorry, did you just say Main Street? Next word to follow, it wasn't Casey's? You Monster? It's morning, it's breakfast. Oh, for morning, for breakfast. Yeah, for oh, breakfast. Yeah, for breakfast. Yeah, yeah, for breakfast. I just want my cup of coffee in the morning, you know, bacon gouda sandwich from Starbucks, oh, and people watch. It's been so long since I've actually gotten coffee at Disney. I'm like, what do you mean? It, it, the only coffee in the park is at Wagons. Oh, gosh. I guess there is a Starbucks. Well, I mean, park cappuccino, yeah, you can get, you know, frappuccinos or whatever you want. Yeah, they, oh, no, he, Back when I'm thinking about Starbucks was in the parks. I Starbucks. I just see I go, that's right, Starbucks is in every park now. Four parks. Yeah. And remember, every park not only has a Starbucks, they probably have two Joffrey's locations. Yeah. There's actually a Joffrey's location at this one of the Skyliner terminals. They actually have a Joffrey's coffee stand. I think it's at Caribbean Beach. I'm glad. You know what? Finding actual coffee used to be a chore at Disney. I'm glad that you can actually find coffee within reason. I am happy that now real, and you know, this is something that happened a decade ago, but real coffee at the beverage stations. Yeah. Nescafe. I was just going to say, what do you mean? Nescafe's coffee. (laughs) It is a coffee-like product. I will say Sanka is more coffee than Nescafe. Couldn't even say it with a straight face. I tried. Oh, that stuff's terrible. I literally, anytime I'm at a Disney restaurant, 
and they ask if I want coffee, I ask them, is it Joffrey's or Nescafe? Because there are still some restaurants that have Nescafe. Really? Hmm. A lot of, like, the non-upper-tier restaurants. Like, I'm pretty sure Skipper's Canteen, Nescafe. Okay. So more of your, like, higher-end, like, sit-downs would be the Joffrey's. And- most of your most of your higher end sit downs and any sit down not in a park, I think, does not have Nescafe. So, like, if you went to California Grill, that would be Joffrey. Oh, that's that's Joffrey. Yeah, that would, yeah. not even above Joffrey's. Yeah, like California Grill could have oh, what's that fancy Italian brand that a lot of Laza. Ah, uh, yeah. I do know some restaurants have Laza, and Kona has their own because. If you're at Kona Cafe, get the press pot of Kona coffee. Yeah. That last time I went to Kona Cafe, that was my meal. And see, isn't Kona? I don't know if I've actually had coffee at Kona. I know I just eat breakfast and I'm a juice guy, so. Now, Kona Cafe, is that is that reservation or is that quick service? Uh, Reservation. reservation. I thought so, No, yeah. Kona's, Kona's a sit down. The quick service would be Captain Cook's. Ah. Uh, okay. They might have a takeout option, but Kona was always at the sit down. All I know is that's I'm getting my Tonga toast. I gotta get my Tonga toast. Well, here, here's the thing. Books has the Tonga toast now too. That's right, and isn't it like half the price? It it is cheaper. Yes. Yeah. It, maybe I, not half, but I know it's like two or three dollars. I think I've read that somewhere. It's like two or three dollars cheaper. The Tonga what? toast from Cooks because I do one meal a day and. I was on one of my one meal a day spurts the one time we went to Kona, so I got coffee. The last time I had breakfast at Kona was one of the only times in my I got the big kahuna, and it was the only times in my life I willingly ate the eggs. It was a long night before, okay? This man is like Guy Fieri. He don't eat eggs. I do not like eggs. I ate the eggs, and I was happily eating the eggs. All right, I think I've learned something new. Why don't you like eggs? I, I couldn't tell you. I don't like them. I, I yeah, just obviously I like them in cake. I like them in cookies. I like them in baked goods. Plenty of, th- so, plenty of things like, I like eggs with, but on it, their own, just it's just something so I don't care for. It scrambled, no scrambled, sunny side up, dippy, none of it. Just fried, yeah. hard boiled. He views eggs like I view Tabasco. They are an really. Ingredient. I I love hot sauce Tabasco. I will put it in something I am cooking, but I will not put it on something unless they're one of the heathen places that that's the only hot sauce they have. Huh. See, I the put it on almost anything. Only place I've ever, other, other place I've ever willingly eaten eggs, besides like being polite to somebody, is uh, leather pins of good stuff. Huh. <laughs> in their giant mixes. It's, oh, yeah. fried rice. I'll leave the egg in that. It's mixed in. I'm fine. But on its own, I try. It just, it, 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 no thanks. Hmm. Interesting. I love eggs, but you're not missing much. The more you know. It, for me, the perfect breakfast is two sunny side up eggs, nice piece of scrapple, Ooh. and some hash browns. Like, that's breakfast. That is as Pennsylvania as you can mm. get. Give See, me the eggs and just do me triple scrapple, scrapple and I'm good. Golden, little ketchup on the top. Oh, it's good stuff. See, I got, I, got t- I got two kinds of breakfast. I'm all right with just like a bacon, egg and cheese sandwich on like a bagel or something like that. And that would hold me over. Maybe like a muffin to go with it and a cup of coffee. Or if I really want to go big with my breakfast, it's got to be like a sirloin steak, 
sunny side up eggs, side of wheat toast, and some hash browns. Get that okay. steak and eggs. My Disney breakfast, and most of the places have it, except goddamn Animal Kingdom Lodge, biscuits and gravy. That's a southern thing. Oh, yeah. At Disney, because I usually am staying here, the French toast at French Quarter is <laughs> Woo! good. I can one-up you. I can one-up you on that. The Monte Cristo sandwich. Now, it's out in Cal... Well, for the longest time, it was only out in California until they opened the Riviera in Florida, but the Monte Cristo sandwiches. Yeah, but here's the thing. I didn't, when I was out of Disneyland, I didn't stay on property, so... It's, no, it's in the parks. It's actually at Is the... It? Um, it's the... Uh, um, oh! Really? Oh, wait, wait. The Monte Cristo Blue Bayou? Yes. Eh. What? Eh. What? Eh. What? Oh, you're... I uh, had it. Uh, Ah, uh, you don't know what you're talking about. Gotta oh. be better than those god awful Monte Cristos Joe made that one time. Okay, anything's better than that. They're better than Monte Cristo cuts down. Okay, they're better than that. But it's honestly, it was good. I but mean, it wasn't the, honestly, I was not floored. Uh, I ate there and I ate Carnation Cafe at Disney. I was not floored with either meal. Well, we actually ate at Ca- Cafe Orleans, which is not at the Blue Bayou. It's the smaller. No, one. I made Cafe Orleans. I didn't eat at the Blue Bayou. We could not get in. All right. Well, I've I've been to both. You're not missing much of the Blue Bayou. It's just it's the pretty much it's the it's Mexico- the atmosphere. It's the Mexico Pavilion, yes. but Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, That's it's all the it. atmosphere. But, but no, which, I, I, the Monte Cristo was okay. But, yeah. but here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. They charge you get the same portion of the Monte Cristo you just get a side of grapes to go with it at the Blue Bayou you don't get that the side of grapes at the one in Cafe Orleans and it's five dollars more it's the same portion but it's five dollars more at Blue Bayou than it is at Cafe Orleans and we had it and I got it and it was it was fine I ate it it was good it's turkey it's Swiss it's deep fried it has powdered sugar what more can I mean, no. It was okay. I'm just being. I'm calling it as it is. I didn't have it for breakfast. There's ham in there later. too. It's ham I had it later in the day um, because that was race day. And breakfast was oh. whatever I had at the hotel. Don't ask me to remember. First thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. Straight there. I will state this. There's another thing that makes Garden Grill unique. It is the only restaurant that a boat circles and doesn't suck. A boat circles. Saint Angel Inn. Blue mm-hmm. Bayou. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're both mediocre at best. <laughs> but yeah. Garden Grill, you got the lands right there. That's true. Good food. And uh if you really want to go stretch, Pinocchio Village House is not the best quick. There's a reason you only ever hear people talk about Cosmic Rays and Pico Spills. It's because, about it's because they did that to themselves when they got rid of Figaro Fries, which, yeah, I know the plaza, blah, blah. When they got rid of Figaro Fries, you did that to yourself, Disney. Do they still have the buffalo chicken tater tots? I think so. Oh, those are yeah. good. Those are good. The last time I stepped into Pinocchio's Village House was to get candy at a not so I almost called it horror nights. Not so scary. It honestly, like my 
my tier list of Magic Kingdom Quick Serve is Picos, Columbia Harbor House, Cosmic Rays, Pinocchio Village. What about Sleepy Hollow? You don't, have you ever tried their? I, that is not the same tier because that is just a window. It's a window, <laughs> right. no seating, discounted. I'm I'm looking at <laughs> places that have dedicated seating. You're right. Yeah, because Sleepy Hollow is like first come, first serve seating. They have like a little shaded patio it's area, very, but it's very small though. So that that's my list, and you know, Columbia is great because you could often get in and get out of there. Not anymore. Well, not anymore. Anywhere. Yeah. You can't eat anywhere. Well, yeah, all the restaurants now are the extended queues for rides. <laughs> Wait five hours, ride Rise of the Resistance. Maybe, potentially, hopefully. <laughs> so I, I, I have to ask, with the article Brian sent us talking about the five-hour wait for Rise of the Resistance, grand opening day, how long of a line are we going to see for Guardians? Oh, oh, God. Considering, wait, we're going to go with the base value, grand opening. We're going to put it on Memorial Day weekend. Now, let's backtrack here a little bit. How long of a wait was it for a Figment popcorn bucket? Wasn't that like four or five hours for a popcorn mm-hmm. bucket? Yes. I'm anticipating Guardians opening day, I would say eight hours. Minimum. Not even six because they cap it off. Oh, is it capped at six? I'm, t- I'm guaranteeing you there's going to be a place to have to cap it. And they're going to cap it early. They're not going to have a Dueling Dragons 12-hour wait. They're going to have to cap this queue because space. Where are you putting all the people? You cannot have them in May. You cannot have these people standing out on that board. This is not Disneyland. You cannot yeah. have them standing out in that boiling sun for that long. I know the parks have tried to do it. I think you have to cap it to near. There's a certain night you're going to have to go, and I think it's going to be a six-hour wait max. I, I will be interested to see where it goes. It'll be closed at six. We'll reopen and see what happens in a couple hours. Now the question is: Do they reopen when it gets to four hours? Again, when it clears? again, we're assuming they do this. It could be boarding group in the conversation. Oh God. I, I hope that's not what I'm hoping for, obviously, but that's it. I, I said it before. I will say it again. I do not hate lightning lanes in principle. And I still can't believe I say this. They are too cheap. Yeah, they need to be. It, I, I keep saying it should be like Universal. Universal has two tiers. They have the $80 or the $100 level, and that allows you either... Was it $80 is one express one pass? Ride everything. And right. And the other one is unlimited. Like, that should be it. And that should be per person. Like, I, I don't understand why they're doing this $15. Pricing based off of the capacity of the park on any given day, which they will know because they do reservations now. Right. This is not a hard thing to do. Your end with Universal. You don't have to schedule a time. You show up, you go. Right. The, the difference with Universal is that you have, where Disney doesn't have this, certain Universal hotels give you that as an incentive to stay you there. You know, that's the other thing, too. I, I truly feel, and I was talking to a few other agents about this, we feel that if you are staying at a deluxe resort, you should be able to have some of these perk 
amenities. So in the in the sense of like, oh, I don't know, fast passes or something. Like, I I don't disagree, but here comes the problem: a large amount of these rooms are DVC. Yeah, and every DVC resort is considered deluxe, and if you are going to tell DVC members that no, sorry, you don't count. I think they count. I disagree. I think they count. I think they I think should. They, they should. Hundred percent count. They will. Why not? Welcome home. You should count. Yeah. It's another incentive to buy in DVC. But but I. It's going back a long time. Me and my sister at Universal because my parents we stayed at Hard Rock. Hard Rock was fairly new. Yeah. It was. We literally rolled the Hulk, I want to say, 25 times in a row. And when I say that, there was no line for Express. So it stopped asking to see our cards. That's how many times. Just it, walk and we just circled and looped and looped. Yep. I did that on a normal day with a normal line. Yeah. <laughs> but back then, you could have, but we had it. So we just kept. And right. it was just front of the line access. And, and it's that was different, a perk. It was a perk, right. and it was nice. I think with the lightning lane, I think that's a great idea. Or it could be, you know, you want to limit it, fine. Limit it to whatever you want. But DVC 100% should be included. They deserve, you pay into it, you guys deserve it. I mean, you're putting a second mortgage down for for crying out loud. You, you pay, pay into it, you guys deserve it. A second mortgage at a much higher rate than a mortgage, believe well, me. <laughs> you know what I mean. Still, yeah. though, it's but like, I, look, you're putting all that money in. Why shouldn't Disney pretty much be like because walk hand and foot to you disney has consistently like shut the door in their most loyal fans mm -hmm. constantly it, it is now i don't disagree their argument it is all in the balance of fairness right but at the point that i sometimes feel like i get worse treatment as a DVC annual pass holder, that's just not how it should be. Right. I give you an insane amount of money every year. Yep. And that's not even me going to the park yet. I actually believe the, with these, with the so garden, I'm just going to cosmic real on this example. I think if you're DVC, that's the only people who should get in the lightning lane and people who pay. Everyone else who's not Lightning Lane or DVC, standby line, open up to everybody. That's just how I feel. It makes it more fair to do this boarding group crap and gives me, let me have the option. If I wouldn't wait five hours to ride Cosmic Rewind, Rise, Tron, Gringotts, name it. Pick an attraction in Orlando. I should have the right to do so. I don't like this boarding group, but I never will. I will state this because this just brings up a good question. We're looking at a one-attraction lightning lane for Rise of the Resistance. I mean, Cosmic Rewrite. Well, they're the same freaking thing at this point. You're allowing DVC in there. Right. What do you charge for the people who want to pay? For one ride. For one ride. For a lightning lane. Lightning lane, one ride. It has to be expensive enough that it's not going to jack everything up. Twenty nine ninety nine. You guys are gonna. Would, you bucks. guys are gonna. You guys are gonna crucify me for this fifty bucks. 30, That's 30. where my head was. You were thinking 50. 50, 50. I'm thinking I was, fifty. Be, make it if you have. Make it a premium. You're getting something special. You want to deter enough. If you make it fifteen bucks, twenty bucks, enough people are gonna say, "Hey, it's eighty bucks, guys. We got this. I'll pay for it. No problem." 
Right. I, you need to make it where it makes I'm, it where I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it, though. I, I get it. I get it, though. But I'm, I'm looking at it as for someone who's already paying three, four, five thousand dollars for a Disney trip, these tickets caught the t- a ticket alone hey, is like 140. I don't disagree, but you got to look at it it's, this way. It's meant to be resistance meant, sells out in minutes. True, it's true. meant to be a premium experience. That's my point. I can decide, I can decide. We didn't have this with uh, Flight of Passage. I can always decide. I go to any park. I can decide if I want to buy a low queue for 50 bucks or if I want to stand in line for King Ka. It like, gives them back the right to decide. I'm paying to get in the park. I know Six Flags is cheaper, but still, it right. gives me back the right. It should be 50 to 60 bucks. Make it a premium because that this is the only way the system is going to work. But then it's minutes. Minutes at 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> So I will I will add one thing on here. Fifty dollars, twenty-five dollars booked more than forty-eight hours out, non-refundable. Yes. Oh, okay. Love it. I love okay. it. You know why? That, the non-refundable part. Because that's essentially booking a reserve like dining reservation. Yes. Like where they have the credit card on file, and if you back out, you get tr- that I can stand behind. Why not? You, you, this, this is another way to make money. It needs to be the the whole thing. When they said this, I thought the entire thing was going to be premium. That's the only way their current system works. You need to have and the and the line again. You'll have a shorter line for it. I can never stand. We're going to dump these thirty people. Why? Sorry, folks. They paid fifty dollars a ticket to do this, so they get the preferential treatment. We're going to dump these thirty, and I'm going to take I'm going to take seventy of you, and that's how we're going to do this. And here's what I say: They uncouple the Lightning Lane can get into everything, and the rest of the Genie Plus service from each other. Because that Genie Plus service, where it recommends what to write next and all, works best the more people are using it because they're using it to direct flow. Right. Mm-hmm. You want put everybody on that. Give that to every single person that walks in the park that wants to use it. Yeah, Genie and, Plus should just be the free service instead of this whole Genie and the Genie Plus Premium. I don't understand the difference. I I've used them and I still don't understand. I I was gonna ask you that because like I'm going through my my experience, going, what's the difference between Genie Plus and Genie? Like they're both the it, same thing. So Genie Plus, when you have it, it will recommend. It like helps guide you through the park. Okay. The problem is, like you can limit what you want it to choose from. They don't have. The one selection they absolutely 1,000% need to have. Dining? No, a height requirement. Oh. I Like, I could go there and all day, every day in Magic Kingdom, it was just big thunder, big thunder, big thunder. I'm like, she's not 38 inches tall. She's not 48. And not just that. The problem with Genie there, of course it's going to say big thunder. Did that end? I can divert you, so I know I'm going to pull you away. Oh, Winston is just riding Big Thunder, so you're going to ride over to the dead end and work your way back over. It makes sense, but it needs that's not a people... requirement. Like, if I have somebody who is under 38 inches in my park in the thing, I'm look. I'm only looking at no height limit rides. So please 
Stop giving me the height limit ones. We all know what it's going to do. It's going to divert from Fantasyland because Seven Dwarves and Peter Pan. It's going to do... And that's exactly where you and, need to be at that height, let's face it. And here's where it doesn't work well. I have my selections of what I like because it tries to pair you up with what you like. Meg has her selections of what she likes. There is no real selection for Arabella. No. They don't let me choose what she wants. And if it does, it still diverts to ours first. Right. And I'm like, yes, I like these rides, but not this trip. Like, you asked me settings for the life of my Disney experience. And that's not where every trip is. When it's only the three of us, I don't feel like dealing with baby swap. That's unfair to my daughter. She needs right. to enjoy the time at the park. And how old is she now? She will be four as of this trip. I, I just... She it's, may be 38 for the trip. It's one of those ideas, again, the problem I have with this is these ideas are never talked with. I'm going to use something my friend, back in funeral school, I, God bless you, Mr. Moran would say this, the people who created the test lived in a glass house on top of a mountain during a thunderstorm. The Disney's the same way. The people who live in the glass house on top of a mountain are the ones who designed these stupid genie systems. They don't test them enough down below. They don't talk to the people who use them enough. Cast members in front line and everything. It just it doesn't work. And I get what they're trying to do, and I get all that. But it's just not going to work. Yeah. It's terrible. They, I I don't know how every time they roll something out for Fast Pass, they make it worse. Just make them all pay for everything, period. And this, I don't do it at and, all. And, and yeah. again, and the one thing, again, like Brian said, that's a detractor. What Universal does... It's a part, it's either a, everyone pays, except you stay at these select resorts. It's different because it's only literally like three resorts. And um, Okay, we. I mean, we could do it in the sense of like, well, I mean, it wouldn't be three resorts. But no, you I'm, have just like, universe is, I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, for example, universe, I know you know, some, I'm just saying, people could argue, yeah, no. this is only three resorts, but, but no, just, I would it be, makes sense. I would There's be saying it like, it would be like Grand Floridian, Contemporary, Polynesian, Animal Kingdom Lodge. Um, and it could only, and it doesn't have to be all the deluxe resorts. It could be like the ones that are within walking distance of the parks. I think it should be all the deluxe and none of the deluxe. Would yeah. it, 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 you start having a great area? But again, many parks. But if you make everyone else pay and make them pay, okay, right. you want to do it? You want to do this? It has to be a super premium. If you take away Genie Plus right now and only make those fifty dollar Lightning Lane reservations, guess what? All of a sudden, your fast passes are not existing. Your regular queues flowing fine, and that's what the whole idea was supposed to be of this, I believe. And that's the I, only way this works. Oh, and speaking I, of wa speaking of waiting in lines, did you guys? I was reading another article, um, more so it was on YouTube. Would you be surprised that the single rider line is as long, if not longer, than standby? Rocket yes. roller coaster every day, constantly. That's nuts. Back in 2019. Is one of the worst. And Test Track can be as bad. Test Track, Rockin', even Everest. Here's the thing. When you have two abreast, like a lot of these rides are, two people next to each other, me and my sister waited outside of 
the building. We weren't even in this near the showroom. We were outside of the, the building at Test Track for about 25 minutes before she said, not to that, in single rider. We weren't planning to ride together. Just we want to ride this. We said, not to this. Let's go back to dad and we'll go ride Tower a couple of times. And we did and we had a fantastic time. But single rider, I think this only makes it even worse. Now you have people trying to cheat the system and it's just going to boost the single rider. Because well, there's so many groups who are doing this together of, of even numbers, four, six, that eliminates single well, rider need. And see, what's crazy is like, so when we went out to Disneyland, we did the Cars thing, the Cars Land there, and which is an awesome ride, by the way. Love that whole land. You couldn't have done it like I did. <laughs> so the first time around, we hit the Fast Pass because it was like summertime that we were there. So it was not massive crowds, but... I mean, we're talking like if you didn't get a fast pass and back then it was still the ticket. And this was like four years ago. They still had the old ticket style. Yeah. So I, I want to say like standby line was like 120 minute wait for the the racing. What, yeah, the, right, uh, the Radio Springs, Springs Racers. Racers, right. Which is a pretty much given like normal scene Disney, like 120 big, big popular attraction. So we got the fast pass and we loved it so much. We're like, let's do the single rider. We took 10 minutes to walk through the single rider line. There Five, are, 10 minutes. And then her and I ended up on the same car anyway. There are rides it works well on. Smugglers Run, it works well on. Which I, I still think I still I think they should have called it Solo Rider. But, you know, I digress. Yeah. Listen, um, I'm the only person I ever know that's done this because it was closed that day. I did single rider seven times in a row in less than 15 minutes, less than 15 or 20 minutes for Radio Springs Racers because it was closed. I, w I went to media. I came back. There was no single rider line. It was me walking through, just circling around for seven times. And to one point, <laughs> one guy it's in the standby line, which was 80 minutes minimum, it's a goes, to me, goes to me and goes, dude, let's send the rest of us ride. <laughs> And I'll tell you what, that queue is a hike. Too, it, because, is. Like, it was awesome, though. I loved every second. Because when you walk through the single rider, you really got to look at your surroundings. And yeah. I was taking my time soaking it all in. It was just, that was but that like, was my claim to fame that day. I rode that seven times in like 20 minutes. That one, and we loved, uh, what was it, Luigi's, Luigi's um, Roundup. Luigi, the, the, the Luigi um, bumper cars. It's, Bumper yeah, cars. but but the cars, but they're not bumper cars. They sing, they they the dance. Cars. Yeah, they're they're synced to the music of Italian like wedding music. It's awesome. Yeah. They, they all yeah, we we enjoyed that too. I might get flashbacks on that. Um, <laughs> but no, and Everest does single rider. Well. Yeah, I've never really waited more than like ten minutes in the Everest, yeah. one, which is to abreast, but that ride turns those trains because the track is so long unlike rocking which um, would do the launch and everything only has so many on the track they really churn them through with everest everest is well, a well-oiled machine and, and it see them through and it has a lot of brake sections and, mm -hmm. and see i'm wondering i i hope guardians is is taking a page out of everest because of the turning of the vehicles because i was just reading something it's, it's, it's going to be different never do it's shorter because it's shorter. This is going to be. I know people are going to look at me like I, I, I throw things at me when I say this. It, it is the. It's Disney's equivalent of the escape from Ringgits. Ringgots. I'm sorry. Whatever you want to. I thought it. they were. I thought they were comparing it more to Hagrid's. 
No, it's indoors. Indoors, well, no, no, length, length, no, lengthwise. They, lengthwise. Can, they, can, they can compare it all they want to Hagrid's. It's basically a scapegoat. It's, it's a skate. See the difference with Hagrid's? Hagrid's doesn't move. Hagrid's is on the motorcycle and goes through its path. It has the backward section. You may you may launch into the main show building. You're going to be moving to look at story sections. It's it's, it's Gringotts. Okay. And regardless it's, of that. It's closer to the mummy than Hagrid's. Ah, okay. An indoor coaster has another problem, especially a story-driven indoor coaster, sound bleak. I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think you're going to have a bunch of nice break sections. I think you're going to have a lot of halt sections here. I think Guardians is going to be well done the way it is. I think it's going to be more about the act, like like it is at uh, Mission Breakout. This is going to be more about action, fun. You're going to tell a story and see things, but this is more about the action and the fun of it. And Bruce, I completely agree with you. All I'm saying is it's going to limit the amount of trains they can yes. have in that direction. Me and you are agreeing on that, but because of the size of the train is what makes me think there's going to be more of them than necessarily... Um, this has to be a question out there. Somebody has to know and it may even be on the Wikipedia page. I'm just too lazy to look. What the number of trains it can hold at any given time are. Who? On it. On it. I'm looking right now. Cosmic Rewind. Like, it should... They, they're not going to know that yet. But here's the problem with Cosmic Rewind compared to in Everest. Or I should say Everest. I, I agree with you about Everest. I think compared to Everest, you're not going to have as many... They're building these with less capacity than Everest is built with. And I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say what needs to be said here, Dozer, because I agree with you. Because Joe Rody is not involved. I don't think, I, I hate to say this, they don't care about how many this can hold. Where right. they should. Yeah. I, I'm more saying Vacoma should have an idea just from the rough runnings. They may be wrong. <laughs> they often are. I you want you want to suggest the coma? Hagrid's is something like an astonishing twelve trains at a time. Yeah, Hagrid's also. What was the? What was that they said? They had like a twenty-second load time or some crap oh, like that. Hagrid's no. is twelve. Is twelve trains? They have never successfully gotten it to run with. More than 11. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. I thought they said it was some ridiculous number of like, it's going to be 30 seconds to load and uh, to oh, unload and load. And I was like, what? That people. In Central Florida? So this track is estimated to be around 5,000 feet long. Well, you say estimated. My thing says 5,577.4 feet. <laughs> but, but who's counting? <laughs> Hold on, I have um, to compare. I have to compare that to my ultimate standard. RCDB. No, I'm going to one ride in particular. Twenty riders per train, five cars, four riders each. Yeah, yeah twenty. Twenty. I, riders. I, I go to my gold standard of length, and I'm going. To, I'm going to Ohio for a second, not to Cedar Point. I'm going to Kings Island to the Beast. The Beast is seven thousand three hundred fifty-nine. But this is an indoor coaster, though. This yeah, is like, but this, the beast is my gold standard because that is one of the longest tracks you're ever going to find. This is so true. Yeah. Five thousand for an indoor coaster is pretty damn impressive. Yeah, Bruce. Next time I go to Ohio, you need to come with me. I need to lose weight first for sure. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, and, you know, generally when we go to Ohio, we eat at a sushi restaurant, so. Oh, that can only go well. <laughs> Absolutely. Perfectly. I'm, I'm the only people who know the order is pork chop sushi. I'm sorry. Damn it! <laughs> I just want to see, like, what's the turnover for people per hour? Yet. They don't have it yet. They, they don't, that's what I mean. We don't know how many trains can be on this track yet. They're never going to announce that. Because we finally started getting them on the track now. We're going to well, find out. There should be a... Now that... Like, once they designed it, they would have a theoretical number based off of the number of brake sections. Or block right. zones, if you're El Toro Ryan on YouTube. But, yeah, they, they would have a theoretical number. They're just not telling us. That's what I mean. I, I will know it. We'll know it, but, we'll but Vacoma knows it. That's something I, I don't think Disney would let them tell us at this point. Well, I they do. I, I did read something about the storyline, quote-unquote, the storyboard storyline of this Cosmic Rewind. Apparently, they are still playing the homage to the Big Bang with time travel, hence the Cosmic Rewind. So I'm like, nice homage to the universe of energy. Which, you know, is hilarious as they get rid of the nighttime spectacular based around the Big Bang. Which, if you don't know, Illuminations, Reflections of Earth was Earth. based around the Big Bang. Big Bang yeah. There is a storyline there. It's impossible oh, to watching it. But can, you, can you imagine if they actually, like, Easter egg the Reflections of Earth soundtrack in Cosmic Rewind? As like a techno remix or something like that. Um, pause. I'm pause. I'm, I'm only seeing Pratt, Zeldana, Batista, and Close. Rocket and Groot are there. They're not animatronics, though. Apparently, they had animatronics, but due to budget, it's now going to be all. Screen. No, no. I'm I'm more seeing voice wise. Voice wise. Yeah. Film series cast members will Chris Pratt, Zoe Zaldana, Dave Bautista, and Glenn Close will reprise their roles for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Which is very gross. All that means is that someone else is voicing them. Because Rocket, Rocket is front and center on this poster. It is, but which is funny because I'm pretty sure Bradley Cooper does the voice for um Mission Breakout. Mission he Breakout. does. He does. Vin can make it a case for, but this is, I, now I'm wondering, I'm just going to say it, when the timeline this is going to take place, could Rocket just be not with them at this point? It's He's possible. front and center. I know. This is, well, this is also supposed to take place leading up to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Because they're using footage, apparently James Gunn got the people to, it, just like with Mission Breakout, they're filming scenes for the ride that they're they're already working on Guardians Volume Three. I know. I'm I'm just simply saying I agree with Dozer that this to me raises a red flag of either they're there but not speaking or they're not voiced by their film counterparts because listen this has happened before again not to compare the I was gonna say not to compare this to a certain attraction in another park but not everybody was willing to do it a certain person at Harry Potter Robbie Coltrane was willing to do anything. Hagrid was willing to, he was willing to do anything they asked him. Not everybody else was willing to do that. 
the Harry Potterverse. Yeah, I'm right. wondering if there was an issue after Cosmic Rewind. Potentially. And if you ever wonder about the timeline of building Disney coasters, the first piece of track for this ride was set in November of 2018. Now, granted, there was a global pandemic in the meantime. Right. But, yeah, that's a long time. Didn't Tron start before Cosmic Rewind? Mm-hmm. Let's not talk about Tron. Brian, yeah. how long did it take them to make a Tron sequel? Oh. While we're talking about Tron, though, and yeah. other Disney news, while we're talking about Tron and other Disney news, and this is actually bigger for folks of the Walt Disney Railroad, Tron has officially started the pull and push through of the track. That means testing will be underway soon. Why this matters for the Walt Disney Railroad, if all goes according to plan and they're going to start night testing Tron and it makes its clearance with the pull through for arm length and everything, that means whatever problems they could have had with the railroad and whatever tunnel could be solved. And that means before you know it, the railroad is going to be roaring back to life. We're all listening. We're all waiting for that conic whistle, and I, I think that's ex- I think that's worth celebrating. It also means your push and pull through is the first level of testing. After this is non-weighted tests, and then weighted tests, and then well, people. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Do you think they're going to open up lightning lanes for the train? <laughs> yes. Would it be included in the Genie Plus, or will they actually have a premium fee of, like, $5 a ride? No. Genie Plus. Yeah, I know. But I have a question. Given the fact that we are aware that the tolerances on this ride may be very close, (laughs) might this be the first Disney attraction with a max height? Wait, for Guardians? Or for, for Tron. For Tron. Ooh. Because of the way you're riding, possibly, I think you're gonna have more of a um flight of passage style of I'm I sorry your gonna, legs don't fit. I was just gonna add, like I've never been on flight of passage, so how is it set up like this? Tron light cycle with the it's, seat. It's not, but the way they try, the flight of the passes has a way it goes around your legs that makes it tighter for bigger people and bigger people don't fit. Here's the thing. it's If it's being truly built off the Shanghai, and there it is, the Shanghai design, it's for, not built for your average American audience. So you're going to have people who are going to be told, no go. If you are a above average to larger American don't try to ride the rides on Disney parks outside of the country. Just do yourself the favor. Yeah. You're not that. kidding. I'm sorry. Europeans are smaller than us. I'm with you, folks. Bruce here feels your pain. I'm a, I'm a giant, fluffy American. I am fluffy. I am not as fluffy, but I am fluffy, and I needed someone to kick in my uh, restraint on Wicked Twister and Cedar Point. First off, rest in peace, Wicked Twister. And I wish I had a pillow. I wish I was there in time to try to buy a piece of the track because we all know I would have. Um, but I'm sorry. It I also bothers me. Too. <laughs> I mean, it-, it bothers me that not just but it bothers me. And you're, I'm actually glad someone had to help you because Cedar Point was notorious for do it on your own. 
Bush Gardens has also been notorious for do it on your own. More on Bush Gardens in a minute. I have something from Screamscape to report to all of you. Oh, ooh. Is it, is, Not it, is, is it the one I might get to go to, or is it the one in Tampa? It's the one in Tampa. And this is a this is a PSA for everybody in the Tampa area. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, I just want to ride these rides. I I'm I will say this, and it's a weird thing to say as somebody who's been wanting Disney to get more thrill attractions. I am disappointed that right now all the attractions I am looking forward to are roller coasters. Yeah. They need variety. They need numbers. This is Six Flags Great Adventure here in Jersey. Back in none of them are there anymore, unfortunately, for the most part. Did a war on lines. They need a number. They <laughs> Did you hear Bob Chapek uh delayed? It's not canceled, it's delayed and on hold. The Mary Poppins attraction. And he apologizes for any inconvenience that this may stir. Oh, woe is me. Mary Poppins won't be in the parks. Oh, what will ever I do? Listen, I, I think we need we need numbers. That's the thing here. They need to build attractions faster. I know they're all about the theming and their stuff is good, but we need things for people to ride and we need capacity on them. And see, this falls and this falls back to the, the in the beginning with the DVC resort. And I was telling you guys before we started this, uh, you know, show tonight. It's like, look, it's fine they're opening up these DVC resorts and all this stuff, but no, it's they, not. They don't need. You're right. We don't need more hotels. We need more attractions and a, a fifth gate because if they keep opening up more hotels it's just going to flood the flood the parks a a 21st century fifth gate a fifth gate with big capacity and that's a, again i can't harp on this enough they keep building attractions without capacity you at some point i'm not saying you need to sacrifice all quality but you need to start thinking about what are we going to do? These people are never going to stand for this. We're charging them more than ever. We have to offer them something. Oh, boy, I'm sorry. I That did not mean to come out. The uh, internal Jersey New Yorker just came out there. The offer. We need to offer them something to do. I, 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 we need to offer them something. This has to be right, something right, right. that entices them more to do than just, oh, we've added two whole attractions to Epcot. So now there's five things to do. No, it's not working. DVC does not know does not need more. Well, they do need more because if you don't know, Alawani literally destroyed DVC. <laughs> you know, yes, it did it destroyed DVC because you have this resort that people will not go to every year. Here. No one goes to Hawaii every year except some Californians and Alaskans. Right. And you have a lot of people who bought in there that now just occupy the space in Florida. I don't disagree with more DVC rooms as a DVC member because DVC rooms are hard to come by. Right. And with the start of Riviera and... I am very happy to be an Animal Kingdom buyer where at Riviera and beyond, if you own there, you cannot book in the older resorts. They are they have changed things where you cannot book in the older resorts. So wait, so if you're in the Riviera, that's it. Like you can't like you're Riviera. So you couldn't go to like old Key West or that's fair. 
And there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. That's actually very fair, yeah. but he's not kidding. I'll, all I'm going to say is this. Somebody actually did lose their job over Alani because somebody messed up big time. And unfortunately, paperwork grandfathered a lot of people in who should never have been allowed. Yeah, and I and I can't help but notice that. Have you, you guys see the pictures of the new Polynesian DVC add-on? It's eerily similar to Alani, the architecture and the uh, inspiration. No, I mean the just... Polynesian thing set to the theme Hawaii. Get out of here! Come on. And I'm sure we'll get a bunch of Moana Moana theme rooms too. It's another tower. It's a lot of rooms. Yeah, because they need to add the rooms because with all these people occupying space at disney there used to be a time and it was not that long ago where at any given point i could book five to seven different dvc resorts in disney with short notice now if i am less than my max window for non-animal kingdom resorts which i believe is three months i'm at saratoga like, Saratoga is the option. It is the consolation prize of DVC. It is the only one open. Maybe Old Key West. You want... You want Polly, and you're not a Polly holder because you get a longer window? <laughs> Tough luck. Yeah. Because Alawani has so many DVC members that are now just swarming our reservations because they went, oh, I could buy an Alawani and I could get all the perks of the resorts I'm not at. Do you think now this is this is down the road? I don't, I don't, me personally, I don't think this will happen. But you know, it's Disney, and with JPEG, you know, they'll find ways to make money somehow. Do you think there's a chance down the road that they would make a section? I mean, this is crazy to think, but it's possible for Disney. A section of the Galactic Star Cruiser exclusive for a DVC member. Like, a DVC section for the Galactic Star Cruiser. So, I'm just going to stop you right there. Even DVC resorts aren't exclusive DVC. Well, no, but I'm saying, like, to sign up to become a DVC member to have your own set aside. No. Okay. I will say that will not happen. But what I will say will happen is you will see DVC voyages. Like oh, they do oh, sure. Yeah. Like right now, there are cruises I can book that you can't book because they're DVC exclusive cruises for the crew. They I need to see how. They may do that for the Star Cruiser if. They need people. They need to see how the Star Cruiser goes. Again, we are getting to the point. Now we're going to start getting Star Cruisers who are no longer invited guests. Who well, are now I, paying full freight to go. I mean, there's been talks about like, like a second Star Cruiser. That second Star Cruiser could be for the for the I'll believe, it, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, we need to make sure this is a hit before poor. If here's the, here, the reason I say that, if we're all worried about the bottom line... Why on earth? We're not sure this is 100% making... If this was a sellout from now until July, I could believe they're building with the Star Cruiser. Oh. It's not. Hey, yeah. Here's the thing. I mean, I could book it right now if I wanted to. Those openings. That's, that's what I mean. If, yeah. if, if it was sold out, I'd believe it. 
it's not sold out. If they build another one, this will be a big knock against JPEG. Yeah. DVC would only, like a DVC Star Cruiser would only work if it is, like they'd have to do it like every other DVC resort. You buy into the Star Cruiser. Right. Because when you stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge, I pay for you to stay there. Right. I pay for the upkeep on that building. I pay for those animals out there. Yeah, yeah. You offset my costs of staying there. But if you pay cash, I have paid for you to stay there. Right. Yeah, they just... I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you at all that it's not possible. I told you I said, this probably have DZVC runs, but we need, they need to see 100% before they're willing to shovel out more cash on the new one, they need to make sure 100% that this is worth doing. Right. And I'm not so sure it is. It's, it's work- of Disney diehards that I have seen post $5,000 not worth it is high. And I'm talking I'm talking big people like Tim the Tracker. Yeah. Or Tim Tracker, whatever his name actually is. Tim. Well- yeah, Tracker's not his last name. I've seen, um, I've seen a lot of a uh, lot of different insider things, and let's talk about this again in March. If you get my drift, like a year from now, March. Yeah. Oh, when I can book it for twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what a lot of people are saying is like you know for twenty five three thousand, this is worth it for five thousand. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to pair it to this. I know it's a lot less money, but because I'm, I'm someone who likes to see shows, there's a certain show on Broadway right now, which every seat that was not in the center orchestra was $199. They've lowered the back, the mezzanine to $139. They start previews in two weeks and all the hundred, most 90% for the first preview of $139 seats are still sitting there. And I'm sitting there waiting for another dropping price. What's the show? Uh, Mr. Saturday Night with Billy Crystal. Oh, yeah. Okay. They they are not selling what they hoped what they would because, well, you've outpriced it. Same, different, a lot less money, but different, same principle. Let's right. see what Disney does when these aren't being booked. Are you going to send a, are you willing to send a flight that's 25% full? Or are you going to do anything you can to fill those oh, seats? seats? Let's see Wait. what happens. Spoiler alert. That's how cruises book. Yeah. But it's a weird I, thing. I, I, I get that. Continue. I'm rolling here. But there's a thing. There's a limited amount you can buy on the Star Cruiser mm-hmm. to offset your cost. Like, yes, most cruises set sail in the red. They all make port back in the black. But guess what? There's no gambling on the Star Cruiser, there is no... You're not going to have people bellying up to the bar for six drinks a day for seven days on the Star Cruiser. It, I, You have to set sail, quote-unquote, in the black. Right. And I get that. I know they want this to be a cruise. As much as they want to book this as a cruise, it's a theme park in a hotel. 
Yeah, I mean, and I I hate to say that, but you're right because it's like looking at the footage. It's like it's more than a hotel. Like this is like a full blown like real life RPG Renaissance fair. Yeah, but what I mean is there is no car. There is no for gas. You're going nowhere. It's a solid know, place. Yeah, There's I a know, lot. You're I know. paying for certain things, but that's my problem. I know what you mean, and I'm with you, and I know that's how it is, and I have to accept that. But it's still not a cruise. I know. You're still in a building. Like, as soon as you leave after the two days, your cars are outside. Just walk to the parking lot. Like, your cars are there. It, I think part of the thing they need to do on the Star Cruiser to make it, if they're trying to make it worth $5,000, which it, this is even a stretch, you have to make those specialty drinks included. Yeah. I agree with you. You're listen. You two, That's especially you two, know cruising better than I do. You should not need to pull out your wallet except for merchandise. Yeah, I'm with you. If you consume it on the ship, it should be free. Yep. You should. I will not say free, but if you buy a drink at the park, oh sorry, at your port of call, it should be discounted. Yeah. Assuming you buy it with your room account, if you try to pay cash, no, 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 you pay full free. Oh, you're, visit, you're visiting with the Halcyon Cruiser. Oh, please, there's a discount for that. May I see your room key? Yeah. And if for the places in Star Wars, you do not get priority booking for like a reservation, they're idiots, which they are. Like, if I want to go into... And I know nothing about Galaxy's Edge. But if I want to go into the bar where I can buy milk and shit, I should be guaranteed to be able to get in there from the Star Cruiser. It's a stand. It's actually a stand right by the cantina. But you get what I'm saying. I know what yeah. you mean. Because after finding out I could not go into the cantina, I turn around and my family saw me disappear to buy milk. If I want to go into the cantina, I should have priority to get a reservation yes. there. Right. You should. In fact, I'm a little. I'd be stunned if they didn't have some sort of provision set aside for for how the Halcyon Cruiser to get priority because they are paying like a cruise. I agree with you. And um, but again, you that's why we have call. to see how this is all going to enter port of call. We all have to see how this is going to be. It's going to be months before they're going to have to adapt on the fly, and I don't know if they're able to do that. And in their ideal world, these people coming off the Halcyon Cruiser are, these are your biggest fans. These are the ones who are all nerdy, all going to be in cosplay. They're going to enhance your world more than a day guest. You want yeah. them everywhere. Yeah. As I've said before, there's a certain member of our trio here that if the fact that they don't have a certain member of our trio willing to show cash out day one, so it's Brian. I'm sorry. I hate to single him out. It's Brian. Brian's a Star Wars guy. Yeah. Was, I'm, I like Star Wars. I don't love it. Joseph likes it more than I do, I believe. But Brian's a Star Wars guy. The fact that they don't have this man day one says everything I need to know. Well, let me, yep. let me put this this way as well. Bruce, it was one of our early episodes when they did all the official announcements of the price and all. Mm-hmm. And years ago, when they first announced the Star Cruiser, I told Meg, this is what I wanted to do for my 40th birthday. 
Mm-hmm. When they announced the price and what was included, I told her, forget it. Yeah. I forget it. No, it's not worth it. Especially for two nights. Yeah. Like I, I want to and this is five years down the road. This is when it could be a 200 bucks a night. If it's still there. Oh, I'm, sure, there. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be there. It's just, it's probably going to be, you know. They have, I'm just going to say this. All I'm going to say is this. The head of the company has raised the right, white flag, tried to raise the right flag for less. I'm just saying, it'll be there. It could just be a normal hotel. Yeah. But it'll be there. Let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious how this will play out in the long run. I hope, I hopefully they know what they're, hopefully I'm wrong. And they know exactly what their plan is. But if you don't drop the price on this, I don't think this is, I don't think this is lasting. And, you have to look at the guaranteed savings that occur. So you look at your average Disney resort. Right. For 12 to 15 hours of the day, you need to have a mostly staffed front desk. This resort, for a couple hours, two days a week, two to three days a week, you need to have a fully staffed front desk. You're making that cost up very much elsewhere. Yeah. I, I know you are. I'm just saying. There are a lot of cost savings you are not getting elsewhere. And there are other... As far as you, you don't have the stupid kids staff. That counts. There's a lot of staff you don't need. Now you need more entertainment staff. But there's also a lot of staff you don't need. You because you don't have to leave the Star Cruiser. I think you're discounting a lot of that. There's a lot of staff we're not seeing behind the scenes. Oh, I'm not gonna be there hundred percent. I'm just saying there are more there are more money savings than we would think. There are savings, but I think those savings are a drop in the bucket compared to again, compared to everything. Yes. I'm also saying that you are able to have more rotational cast members. See, yeah. and No, you're not. No, you're not because you're in space for two days. See, that's the other thing too. I think like, obviously, I mean, it's, it's new. So the story is going to be constantly the same, but I think what they would have to do to keep bringing people back to, to try new, th- they would have to change the story up. They would have to, because oh, yeah. other, otherwise it, it's going to be repetition. It's going to be medieval times all over again. Yeah, but medieval times is still open. People still go to that shit. I ha, are they still open? Because I yes, I was there in November. Maryland. Okay, but, I didn't. I didn't know they're Maryland's still open, one. but there's a hell of a lot less than there used to be. Yeah, and as much as there is, and they're still open. It's, we're comparing to apples and oranges compared to 40 bucks to go to medieval times for an evening compared to 6,000 to go for the medieval times for two days. Because, like, Liz was comparing the Galactic Star Cruiser to pretty much like a how, basically a murder mystery dinner. It's, what it, she, it, it's more than that. Again, you compare it to murder. I get the, I get the comparison, 
But it's hard to compare it to a murder mystery dinner. I could go for eighty bucks, right? A couple thousand. Thousand. I mean, there's a big difference here. It's almost like it's the it's a murder mystery dinner that's also a bed and breakfast that you're spending at a five star resort for two nights. What you will see when they start struggling is you will begin seeing theme voyages. Yeah. When you see that first imperial voyage. Or Life Day. Life Day Voyage? Oh. December, a Life Day Voyage is happening. Yeah. It's happening. The amount of Life Day merchandise I saw in there in December, yeah. there is a Life Day Voyage. They're going to do a Christmas thing. Yeah. I, can't, I just can't imagine they don't. But let's, again, we have to. This is all speculation. Let's see how the first few months go. Because now that the paying people are going, now we're going to see what the rubber beats the road. Because this is also like, if I would, look, if they were smart, this is also a way to, even though Batu and Galaxy's Edge is primarily the Disney Star Wars storyline with Rey and all that stuff, I get it. But with this cruise line, though, this is a good way to introduce like characters say, oh, I don't know, Grogu and the Mandalorian. Just throwing that out there. Like, you know, they have this amazing show. I know Bruce has his own feelings. Give me Dash Rendar. Bruce has his own feelings. Do not start Bruce on the boat. Yeah, Bruce's own feelings on the Mandalorian. Do not brush Bruce on the book of Boba Fett. You will not like what Bruce has to say. (laughs) I'm sorry, you mean Mandalorian 2.5. Right, yeah. After, like, you know, (laughs) Bait and Switch. The fact that the Mandalorian was all flashbacks did not need to exist. I digress. I will not comment on that. But let's all be honest. Obi-Wan looks badass. Come on. I haven't watched the trailer yet. What? There. Sorry, somebody's yelling from the back here. I hear something in the back room here going on. I'm just looking at that. I'm not ignoring everything you're saying. About any TV show lately is so minimal. You're telling me you guys haven't watched the Obi Wan Kenobi? Oh, I watched the Obi Wan Kenobi trailer. And after the book of Boba Fett, this doesn't need to exist. Why does this exist? How is this a progress in our story? Where are we going with this? Why does this exist? Is this just a money grab? How could this possibly tie into anything since the storyline has all been wrapped up? Blah, 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 blah. Do I need to say more? Hold on. Let me put this in a different perspective. I have not watched the book of Boba Fett. I have not seen the rise of the Skywalker. Oh, you don't need to watch Rise of Skywalker. That, that's, that, that's where my mind has been for a while. You don't need to see I, that. It's, 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 it's Return of the Jedi 4.0. You don't the need The Book of Boba Fett actually had potential while watching it. And it just I, one of the ways I have rated the all of Pandora is the fact that I have never seen Avatar. Who was I? Who did I see Avatar with? It was right when they came out, and it was in, like, the 3D IMAX. Like, it was, like, the big thing. So we went to go to the Whitaker Center to see it in IMAX in 3D. And I go out of the film, like, oh, my God, how original. This film's fantastic. This, My buddy's like, Brian, it's Pocahontas. It's Dances with Smurfs. I'm like, yeah, son yeah. of a... Bitch. That could have been me. I don't know if we saw it together, but I left. I literally left the first thing I ever you. saw in IMAX 3D. And they were like, I forget who I was with. So that was amazing. And I said, yes, I can paint with all the colors of the wind, too. 
It might have been you, come to think of it. Because I was like, walk out going, I was mesmerized by James Cameron. I'm like, well done, James Cameron. Something completely original. Never seen or anything like that before. And it was like, um, Pocahontas. It was eye candy in a hat. Kids with wolves. Ferngully. Yeah, just pick one. It's one of my ratings of most Disney attractions is how well can you enjoy it without knowing the source media. Right. And I went to Pandora not knowing any of it, and I went, it's beautiful, it's loving, and uh, Flight of the Flight of Flight of Passage is amazing. That's what everyone says. They told everyone me says. enough of the ride to tell me it is amazing. My mom got off at who I can assure you had not seen a movie in the last 10 years when that was worth a four-hour wait. Now, let me ask you this. So I know it's in 3D. I don't get motion sickness. Liz does. You would not. My really? mom wrote it. My if my mom can write it, you're fine. Because my mom is about as our moms would be on the same I'm level sorry. as far as that. Um, my mom did not get motion sickness, and my mom normally because like she won't do Star Tours or anything like that. You'll be it fine. My mom won't do Star Tours. Like a simulator in the slightest. Well, I I always took it as everyone says, think of Soren. Yes, but more intense, like in the it's sense, like more experience. It is yes. Soren two point Okay. When they did this, that was one. The first question was 3D or not 3D. They all agreed 3D. It was unanimous, even Tony. You kind of almost needed to be in 3D, you know, to they, really. They, they weren't sure, but it was a big budget increase with that. But even Tony Baxter, Tony Baxter had got off of this in 3D and had nothing bad Earth to say. Second. Oh, he does that, I will say. That opening of Light of Passage. I, I need to go on it. I need to. I need to somehow get on this thing. The tran the transition of where you are to being on your whatever the fuck is holy shit. Which I still can't believe I'm the only one here who's been on this attraction. My whole family did it. I didn't. And I got the, like I said, I got the fake text of, oh, it's only okay to, I was given the okay of telling you my entire family unanimously, mom, dad, sister, niece, oh my Lord, what a fantastic, my mom had nothing bad to, like your mom, not as bad, not, not like your mom, but the same way, nothing bad to say, this if, was incredible. If Tornetta the Terrible said it was amazing, oh. that's... What Navi Please. River? What you talking about Navi River Journey? Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> no, I've heard. I've heard. Navi I've, River Journey is a fantastic attraction, and the bioluminescence on the ground at the in the Pandora area is fantastic as all get out. I am required to say that by law. Please don't kill me. Okay, I have. Well, yes, I have heard. The, I have heard like this part, but the ride, as of someone who has never never watched Avatar, I don't get it. It's stupid. I'd rather ride. It's a small world. The Navi River Journey? Here's here. <laughs> yes. Okay, let me explain Navi River Journey to you. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And it's electronic. We spent a lot of money on that only works about half the time. Nothing, 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 nothing. Get off. So it it's a B attraction too. We have one of the best attractions we've created in the last 15 years. Oh, here's Navi River Journey with a grown man animatronic. 
I've heard people say if you want to experience Pandora as a whole, do the river journey first, then flight of passage. Yes. <laughs> if you want to ride river, don't ride ride river journey at all. If you're looking to see a multi million dollar animatronic, just ride Splash Mountain because that was a big heavy animatronic yeah. at the time. Or look at the Yeti. Oh, Betty. Oh, Betty. <laughs> You know, and that blows me away because when you like the Matterhorn, there, there are three. I forget. I forget the names of their Bombal Snow, the Yetis out there. They all have names too, and I forget their names. Yeah, couldn't tell you. I was in so much pain. The people filming us in the Matterhorn, all they heard was me cursing for the entire attraction. But still, like you have an attraction as old as the Matterhorn, and their animatronics work. And yet no, we have it's a different, different animatronic. You haven't seen how Betty's built like I have. I've been under Betty. I know Betty's supports. I see how I see what's actually holding the 30 ton Yeti up. Brian, they could turn Betty on tomorrow, theoretically. And Betty will fall through the track. True. She works. The ride may fall down, but she works. works. If you see the supports holding Betty up. Yes, what kind of what kind it. of she works though? Let me say this: when I stand on a chair, I have to put my feet on the bed on the wood, going, "Please, Lord, don't let this be the one my feet fall through and that kills me." Same principle. You go. That's what's holding that up. That's it. It's like what? Just like stilts. <laughs> It's fine, it's a platform with four poles and... The, the, the more important thing is it is tied into everything else. So it's, she it's, she works, it's just for a safety issue, they, they decided to turn it off. Betty was shaking herself apart, and that would have been a catastrophic had something gone wrong. Right. Since Now they say they found a way to fix the Yeti, but well... Yeah, it's I, called I, screen-based screen attraction. Yeah, I, I, I call shenanigans... <laughs> Because if they would have, if they had a way to fix it, they would have done it. It was feasible. There might be a way I call shenanigans. Considering the attraction was built without a break room. Need I say In the meantime, more. they remembered to build a basketball hoop on the Matterhorn. Yeah, at least the mat. At least, at least Everest is a smooth ride through Matterhorn. Hey. First tubular steel roller. Yes. Give it its yes. I don't care. My it first is... ride at Disneyland. I got off to Disneyland wants to kill me. You know, you know what's crazy? You there's... have to ride that or Dratchet Fire. Dragon Fire. Oh. Enough said. Oh. Okay. I'd rather ride Venom. A attraction that my supports. I'd rather ride um they got rid of it. A roller coaster which my my harness released. And, and I, I say release. My harness released on. What? I had my harness released on some roller coaster at Wildwood. It was um, King's Dominion. It's no longer there. We're approaching the top of the lift hill, and my brother, my father and sister in front of me, I'm behind them. And all they hear is, uh oh. What? Um, funk. Funk. Ah. Uh, uh, my lap bar's up. I'll what do you mean your lap bar's up? I spent the entire attraction like this. I approach the station. Someone girl goes, "Are you okay?" I lift up and. <laughs> I'll never forget. It was like 
right when the Wildcat at Hershey just opened up. It was the year of the Wild. It was the release of the Wildcat. I was like, I was still shorter. I'm trying to remember the what year it came out. I was younger. My head was above the car, but it wasn't like it was almost like parallel to the, like the side of the cars. So like my head was like just tall, and I was just tall enough to ride it essentially. And I, to this day, I refuse to go on the Wildcat because that thing whips me around so much to the point where I will I will actually get off the ride and like. I would be done the rest of the because my neck would be hurting, like my head would be hurting, just because I'm just like when I was younger, that first time, I swear I had a minor concussion on the Wildcat. It, it was I'm talking about the hurler at uh, Kings Dominion, Aww. which is no longer there. Um Wildcat it happens at GCI too. What what year did that open up? That was the same era. Wildcat would have been that was the same year as okay. That was the same year as Wild Mouse because they opened that whole area together. Yeah, Wildcat would have been ninety six. That was a GCI so I, at the time. I was ten. I was ten. That is. Oh, it's a GCI that originally was wearing with Philadelphia Toboggan Company trains, you and eventually was it was eventually replaced in two thousand seven by the Millennium Flyer trains, which is obviously a big improvement. So you which could go on it now and be fine. It's replaced with a much improved. Okay, because it it definitely there was times too where I I'm pretty sure like whenever like the car kind of fell off the track a few times I'm pretty sure I'd feel it like tilt. Yeah, I rode Hercules at Dorney Park. I still have issues from that ride. I swear that ride's a classic. It is Six Flags Great Escape Comet, better known as the Crystal Beach Cyclone. Grew up riding that bad boy. I'll never forget. So, I mean, nothing happened. Well, my mom was crying. I've never heard her like cry on a roller coaster. It was actually, I was laughing. It was funny. We were down in Six Flags over Georgia visiting my grandparents. Okay. And they had, it was the year that the Superman Man of Flight coaster came out where you were the on flight your. Of, oh, God, that ride's terrible. So, my mom, like, his. She's like, she loves the Great Bear. So she saw the cars coming into the station, and you're sitting like the Great Bear, and then it just starts to flip your. <laughs> that ride is so lame; just, it's not even funny. Just going up the hill, my mom's and like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my that, god!" That ride is so lame; it's not even funny. But while we're talking about that, here's my PSA for our folks who may be going to Ride Iron Guazi at Bush Gardens, Tampa. Um, Screamscape, our good friend, my good friend, uh, good friends at Screamscape, who's great, great news source to have, is hearing rumors. If you were going to Bush Gardens, Tampa, I would go ride Kumba. I would ride Kumba two to three times. I would ride Kumba all you can because the rumors are Kumba, which is B, which was one of the attractions that really made B and M. B and M is gone. Going bye bye. Kumba, Kumba, Gardens now. God damn it. Kumba, Kumba sounds like apparel. The rumors are Kumba is uh, roaring into the past, which is a sad one because Kumba actually That's... gave B and M what they're known for. Yeah. That roar when it runs by yep. and it has yep. the loop that goes around. And also, I'm just gonna say it. Kumba was the precursor to B and M's 
best invention, which is the Medusa type, which has been all over. It's Kraken at SeaWorld. It's Medusa at Great Adventure. It's um, Hydra at it's Hydra at um, Dorney. Uh, they've used this a billion times over since then. But go ride Kumba. Closing Kumba is going to be a heartbreaker. We hate to see coasters go. Innovation's great, but you hate to see uh, Kumba yeah. made Kumba outside of Batman the Ride helped BNM become what they are today, no, and that is heartbreaking. Because the last time I was at Bush Gardens Africa, one of the so-called Bush Gardens Africa, Africa. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's why I smiled. Oh, yeah. Is Bush Gardens oh, Europe? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was right around, I forget which one it just opened. Whether it was Kumba or Montu, I can't remember which came first, which came ooh, second. Ooh, 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 those names right there. Oh, I love them both. I, you know my lineage. I come from short stock. The only roller coaster I could ride was Scorpion. Oh. My dad rode Kumba. My dad rode Montu. I did not get to ride oh. I want to ride them. I need to get to Bush Gardens. The yeah. only inverted coaster-wise, I can say Montu top four. Alpengeist, Montu, Raptor, and um Talon. Do they those still have, top four. I have ridden all but one of those. Do they still have the Safari down in uh Tampa? Or is that gone now too? I think it's still there, but I have bad memories of riding the safari. It was no, not pleasant when I was I, there. I have a question. What rides that you never got to ride do you feel bad that you never got to ride? In their prime, we're going to assume fully working because mine requires... You know what? Okay, there's one that one just popped in my head. This is going back. This was one that used to be Paramount's King's Dominion. I never got to ride Top Gun that okay. I wanted to. Because it was like Big Bad Wolf. And I never got to ride. Because I I was able to ride Big Bad Wolf because it it lasted a long time at Busch Gardens. But at the time, when I was younger at Paramount, I I missed Top Gun. My parents rode it, but I never did. I was too little. that I would have liked to have friggin' that I never got the chance? So it has to be during your lifetime. It can't be before you. It's Hercules. I did not. I was not riding coasters then. Okay, I did not get to... I rode Hercules. For me, and I am going to really preface this, within its prime and working, Rhino Rally. Oh. I forgot about that. Been there, done that. In its prime, fully working, river section included? Yes. Okay. It was awful. I'm with you, Derek. Absolutely absolutely awful. I never so got painful. to ride that one. I never got to ride that one either. It is fine. It was about the among the last years I did. I did ride Rhino Rally. One of the guys I watch on YouTube, Sir Willow, if you've ever seen him, he is great. But one of his jobs was Rhino Rally driver. This guy is like he has like Ooh. the sweet list of jobs because he was the Rhino Rally driver. He was a Disney photo pass photog. And he was one of the robbers on the Silver Dollar City train. Nice. <laughs> I have another one. And I'm trying what to... Re- I was going to say, I have one honorable mention. Now, it's not... I don't think it's a roller coaster. I don't know. I, I don't know what it was. It, was it a, I guess it was a simulator. 
which park was it? There was a James Bond attraction. Was it one of the? I wanted. Oh God, was it? I I oh. Feels like a Paramount, but I. Don't... I want to say was that a Paramount Park? Oh, and Vol- well, Volcano's still there, but it, well, at the time it was Volcano. Oh, well, I'm honorable mention now. I have been on Volcano. I've been on Volcano. You have what? Well, what? What? Were you on it when it was Paramount's film, Volcano? I was there when it was Paramount. It was Paramount King's Dominion. To the extent, here's the thing. We were going up the drop tower. I forget the name of it. We're going up the drop tower at King's Dominion. And I'm not like, I'm a little nervous to go on this. We start lifting up. It's Paramount. My heart will go on, starts playing, for Christ's sake. Oh and here I am, I'm like, God, God, this is an omen. Here we are, raising 300 feet in the air. I'm like, oh, my God, I've seen Titanic. Yeah, I, I want to say it was Paramount. Was it? King's oh, Island. Was it King's Island, the J- License to Thrill? Island, License to Thrill. Was it a simulator ride? Or it what, was a simulator. What? Okay. I, I mean, I remember seeing footage. Like, if you go, it's hard to find on YouTube, but there is like a queue. Somebody like in the queue, not queue from James Bond, but in the ride queue, there's like a pre pre show with Judy Dench now, as, as M yeah. telling something about like you have to save Bond or something like that. When you say this, Doza, I do have to ask this. We say within our lifetime, does that mean I could be any age within me being alive or? That you would have wanted to ride it. Right. Which I'm adding one right now. And I don't know if I, I'm not positive. I know the awesomeness of this attraction in the time. But in the post time, I definitely would have ridden it. And I think I would have been of height if I made it to the park in time. And I cannot remember its full name. But when I say you bodge together name, Tomb Raider. The Mm. The only mega top, what is it, top spin? Top spin. Yeah. With all the effects working. Yeah. Oh, dear God. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. Was that at King's Island? King's Dominion, because I think it's now called the Crypt. No, Island. Island. Is it Island? Oh, it had to be Island, because I went, again, I went during Paramount's time there. It would have been, I've been on Italian job. There's actually another one I missed. I really wish it was closed when I went there for that week, Flight of Fear. Wait, so was King's Island, like, was that better than King's Dominion then? With all, like, different. well, different. Remember, because I've never been to King's Island. King's Island. Oh, tell you what. I have another one. I'm going to mention. Son of Beast. Oh. What? With the loop. With the loop. Son of Beast in its prime. Oh, man. Because King, I've never been to King's Island. King's Island and King's Dominion. King's Island was, remember, King's Island was always competing with Cinder Point. So right. they really had a pissing contest Fantastic. going on there. Right. I've been to King's Dominion. I've ridden Hurler, I think, Bear, whatever the name of the one is. I've ridden Rebel Yell backwards. I've, I've, I've ridden a lot of the I rode the ones down there. Anaconda, which was, you know, before they got rid of Scream Machine um, up here. Yeah, it's now the Crypt at King's Island is what it's called. Right. I'm pretty sure on Great American Scream Machine in Jackson, New Jersey, 
every single car at some point said, I jacked off in this seat. <laughs> because I'm fairly certain every time I've ridden that, I sat in the seat that somebody had graffitied on it. I jacked off. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Brian, were you thinking of in 2005? So I actually did this two Raider Firefall. Which was an outdoor version That's, of the one. I okay. I I have been on that one with the effects working. It was cool, but, but nothing. Like Dozer yeah. said, with full effects working inside that building. Yeah. Woo! And I love me some hus top spin. Yeah. That's something else. And indoor top spin is mind blowing enough. Yeah. It, it's like I was at Marine Land in Canada in 2006 when they were building the Topple Tower. I so badly wanted to ride a Topple Tower when they were a thing. I can say this. It's one of the few things I can say. I rode the V2 in uh, Six Flags Marine World before they broke it. So, if you know V2, it is a standard impulse coaster, the U-shaped coaster. But uh, they found out that the one tower at Marine Worlds actually violated the city's height limit. Mm -hmm. So they eventually built it out long ways. So it was not a perfect view. It was like this weird check mark. But I wrote it before they broke it, and I'm very happy of that fact. It's a very small fact. There's like a million well, operated like that. Now There's let me let me ask you this. Let's let's flip the table. So rides that we wish we rode, is there rides that you regret riding? Hercules. I swear I have back problems from that ride. And Drachen Fire. You bastard. Oh, I wish I could be rid of that. I, I have one, right? Um I was fortunate to be part of the time frame when this was out for a short period. And I wrote it, and I was like, my God. There's actually two rides that come to mind. Both Disneyland, the Rocket Ro Roadsters, oh, and rocket rods. and the uh, – oh, yeah, Rocket rocket Rods, and the um, – what's the uh, – it's now Monsters, Inc. It was the uh, – The Superstar Limo. Yes. Limo. You rode Superstar yes. Limo? You jerk. You – Things you regret are things I would love to have written, jerk. That's a credit and a half. Half? Hell yeah. That is a credit there. You don't even know. Honestly, you know, it's the only one thing that comes to mind. Two things that come to mind as a bigger credit. The bat at King's Island. And, well, do I need to say the original Jaws? Yeah. Um, and those are my two. Hollywood Stretch Limo. That was That was pretty bad. <laughs> pretty bad. Oh, oh my god! I, oh, the I only way to, the only way to make that ride enjoyable would be if I was on acid or LSD. I, I, you know what? Because you, you guys don't are need look to be. It was. <laughs> I have never. I, I'm happy I've ridden everything I've ever been on. There isn't a single attraction I can think of. Like I wish I didn't ride that because for whatever reason, one or the other, I'm glad I've been on it. Bad or good, I like to be able to say, "Hey." I was there that day. That's true. That is true. Like it is. It is. Yeah, I am proud to say I was there. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad they don't have these anymore. You wear those as a badge of honor when you you. 
I've been on Viper at Six Flags Great Adventure. Yeah, I mean, I've been okay. on Viper. I, you, where would you I, be I on think, them? I think the problem that I have with the Superstar Stretch Limo is that when when it was open, California Adventure was still not fully operating. Yeah. Like, it was, like, a half-day park. They were still, like, building... Like, the Ferris wheel was there, but it wasn't It wasn't running. Like, it was... They were still... You know what I mean? Like, the Paradise Pier area was still... It was open, but it wasn't open. It was, like, you can walk around, but the rides weren't open yet and all this stuff. So, but what's even crazier is that for a promotional for this ride, Superstar Stretch Limo, they were selling it like the great movie ride. They were pushing that so hard back then. I remember they pushed it so hard. Like, I guess one, you could say I would, I I wanted since I was a little kid and I first saw the magazine with the right card, a Roger Rabbit cartoon spin. Oh, that was fun. That was like, and that was, I, we waited my buddy and me, they went one on one and we waited there. So well, first time out in California with my parents, I told them when we went out there, I said, there's only two things that I really, really really want to do i was like indiana jones and who framed roger rabbit <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god I, i'm a man who loves dinosaur and we got to fit into jones i'm like crying my brother's like are you, are you okay i'm like there's and, so like, much my, better than dinosaur and like my parents are like well why are those two rides i'm like well everything else i've ridden in disney world like they everything else it's a you know like so i didn't know what to expect in california i was like i want to try stuff that's exclusive there that's that i don't get growing up in florida so my first year out in disneyland it was did we go out in june it was like right when school got out like early june and uh we went to immediately like it was like we went straight to adventureland it was the old ticket fast pass system and surprisingly, the crowds were, like, at an all-time low. I mean, we're talking, like, at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, there was, like, a five-minute wait for Indiana Jones. Like, there was nobody uh, at, at the park. And, but even Disneyland, like, when I was there on a decently crowded race weekend, it was, like, a 30-minute wait max mm-hmm. for Indiana Jones. And I was like, this is, this I mean, is what now, people consider a long wait. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I fell in love with the pirates out there. I fell in love with the... Um, Space Mountain out there, but it's so I didn't get to ride Space Mountain because of or Holiday Mansion because you know Holiday fuck me. Um, every I know every that's I've that's one thing I haven't experienced yet is the Holiday overlay. I've seen v- video footage of it, but I've never. Every time that I go out there, it's either it may happen. Mansion. I'm considering next year doing what I've threatened to do for years with a certain a park opening a certain traction theme to a certain plumber. Um, yes. I have considered double coasting, which is something I've threatened to do for years, which would mean I want to do Disneyland. I want to do Haunted Mansion Holiday. And I want to do things. I want to do Spider-Man and everything at Disneyland. I want to do Mario. I want to do Halloween Horror Nights at Hollywood. Fly my ass to Orlando. And do Halloween Horror Nights proper. I've been threatening it. I think 2023 might be the year. You know what? You need to I'm... talk to me when you plan this. Yeah. Well, I'll let you guys know because I'm, yeah. I'm, I want to double coast. I've talked about it for a while. You know what? I think next year with all the horror properties that could be, I think the best time to double coast would be then. And let's face it, I want to bleed my wallet in Super Nintendo Land. And, and, and I, 
and seriously fly from like here to California. From California to Orlando. Mm -hmm. Yeah, then fly mm -hmm. back here. Yeah. I I might be down for that. I like that idea. I might even have wipe approval for that. So it's something I've been throwing around. I'm like, let's see what they announce. They're gonna open it. I don't if they open Super Nintendo Land in the fall, that may damper my ideas, but I, I've been to I've been talking about double coasting for a very long time. I'm and, not, and I've never been to Universal Hollywood. That's the one place like I've done pretty I much did it. not go in. I did I was there. I did not do it because frankly, I'm sorry, I have no need. And a couple weeks later, while Bruce was going to the promised land of Halloween Horror Nights 27, and Bruce was happy. Right. I did it years ago. When like the only attraction was the tram tour, I want to do the Horror Nights tram tour so bad. And Actually, I was there. I was there when it was Titans of Terror with Chucky driving the tram. I in retro in retro fact, I should have. I wish we it wasn't open yet. We had to wait another week, and I could have had Chucky driving the tram. Do the tram tour with Freddie and Jason and everything, and Bruce would be happy. You know, you, know, you know what, Bruce? I'll tell you one thing, though. So we did – when Liz and I went to California a few years ago, we did the Warner Brothers studio tour instead of Universal. We just – because we wanted to do, like, more of, like, an – go on, like, an actual movie set versus doing a theme park. So we did the Warner Brothers studio tour, and we had a blast. And then – after the tour was done, they said, come back. Because they said, this was three years ago, that they were just starting the Halloween um, season for Warner Brothers. Oh, when they did the one where they had it and everything? You did that? No, no, no. No, no, no. We didn't. We were there the summer leading up oh. to the fall. Oh. I was like, now you need to tell me everything. I can't believe we haven't discussed this. But... I was sold because when they told us it was about a one in, do be the one and done event. Well, it was they a one and done night. Again. Year. No, no, they never did it again after that. What? Wait, what was the event? Warner Brothers did a. They had Nightmare on Elm Street. They had Jason. They had it, and they had one other house. They never did it again. Really? Mm-hmm. Positive. I thought, Almost I, positive. I thought they'd do it every year now. They, if they do, it's different because a lot of them they lost the rights to. Because I thought this this past year they did Michael Myers Halloween or something like they, that. They might have done something, but again, they lost the rights to all that they had. Interesting. But yeah, because like when we were there, they showed us like when we were doing the studio tour, they were like building the sets for the houses like and you're on the film like you're on the film studio. Like, you're Those, there. Oh, and what was Arkham? What was Batman Arkham? Yes. I do remember that. Because they were building they were building that up. And I was like, we have to come back in the fall for this. And Liz is like, no. We're not. She's like, you can. But she doesn't do. After the whole incident in Halloween Horror Nights. Where she almost smacked Michael Myers. <laughs> oh, big whoop. <laughs> I but, had a pig almost bite my arm. Uh, what's your point? But, yeah, but still, though, I'm like... I. I have to double. Maybe it was the one and done year, but I swear it was like they're it now. It was horror made here in 2018. All right, that was the year that we were down there, but it was the summer we were down there in it, July. That was the only year they did it because I know for a fact after that they had all sorts of rights issues. Damn. 
Because I, I see the devil's face on there, Linda Blair, that's the big rumor, is that that's why we don't have carte blanche pictures at Horror Nights for the behind-the-scenes tours, because Linda Blair, I know that's not the truth anymore, but that was the rumor back then. Well, if look, if they have the Arkham House, why can't they do stuff like that every year? Because they have the whole licensing of, like, Warner Brothers property. They could easily do that every year. Especially now. The whole event out of it is the question the problem was they lost a lot of other rights i certainly like like horror nights has been threatening to bring back freddie for a while who they had a partnership with and there's again because rights the rights are so messy and muddy with a lot of these things but horror made here specifically that it house that <laughs> looks so good. That looks so good. Well, I'm sad you couldn't go back for it because it looked amazing. It did. It did. I really wanted to check it out. Well, I can't speak to the horror shit. I can say with Universal proper, I did everything in the right order because I rode Jaws and Kong and all that shit on the tram tour before I rode their individual ride. Okay, so you did the tram tour, and then you came down to Florida for confrontation and Jaws and all that. Last time I was in Universal Hollywood, I was in the first grade, or going into the first grade. No, no, Jaws Jaws is the one attraction. If I could go back in time and ride the original version of that ride, with the pontoon and everything. Yeah, that was a fun ride. No, no. The burning one, the spinning one. Jaws bit the boat and spun it around. Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. He bites it, he spins it into the meat machine at the end. One year, and it didn't run for most of the year. Well, that's because the... uh... That that's my favorite. There's actually the book about it, and that's one of my favorite stories. She gets it back. I killed the shark. Yeah, you killed the shark. No, I killed the shark. There's a problem. Bo pulls him behind her and goes, "What happened to the shark?" And see the what? I think it was like eighteen. What happened to the shark? It's scene eighteen. Uh, whoop. I would love. Yeah, and but, I, I- but as as the reason I really want to ride that is because it's the most important day in Universal history to me. Because without that, Horror Nights does not exist. It does not exist. Man, yeah, I, man, I wish they still kept Jaws. Horror Nights though is something purely that happened because all their attractions sucked when they opened. They all broke. Yeah. Listen. I just, I love, I love the similarity though between Steven Spielberg making the movie Jaws and all the technical issues that they had while making the film, and how the ride is the same situation. <laughs> the, but the difference was the ride brought those problems on themselves. Again, if anyone possibly happens to be watching this from Ride and Show Entertainment, it was not your fault, and we all know that it was Universal's fault. We all know the truth. We know the truth. They may, no one else may acknowledge it, but we know. Do you remember for the longest time? I'm trying. It's it's where I think Rip Ride Rocket resides now, or or no, it's actually the little grassy knoll area. Of the stage. The yes. Yes. You, do, 
No, I was not. I did not go there where the boneyard existed. Dozer, what about the you? Boneyard? Oh, I'm aware of the boneyard. Dozer, do you remember the boneyard? Uh, I think so. Down in Florida, it was like they had jaws. I mean, they had a bunch of stuff there, but it was they like... had all sorts of props. They did. They actually did a horror nights experience there. Um, that's why I'm up familiar with the boneyard. Julie Zimmerman, AJ on Instagram, HHN Queen. Um, she posted some pictures the other week at the Boneyard. I know of the Boneyard. I just have never. My first time I went down to Universal, Islands of Adventure was brand, brand new. Oh, okay. Okay, so okay. I can say I've been before Islands of Adventure. Yeah. You, 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 but, you've yeah. been there way before Islands. I had not gone. I didn't know this. Islands was a new commodity. But what I will say, and it's the one thing I always felt bad about universal is in the hollywood version of the park the original universal florida they would have movie props out just in the park that was the boneyard and this shit was destroyed that was the bo- that was the boneyard that was the boneyard, that was the boneyard. <laughs> like i and the one i remember the most is they and it's why I don't think it's the Boneyard, because it was Dominic Toretto's Charger. Oh. Oh. Yeah. This was just on the street somewhere. And it was the hero car, the one that did not get destroyed in the rollover. And just from being in the park, being able to lean up against it, it was dented. There were windows smashed. Like, I'm like, why the fuck do you have this just in the park where people can touch it yeah it, it's that that's why the pro, like of the props that are currently there the only thing i think of is the train from back to the future but <laughs> there's only one person that gets near that train and that's the doc actor do they still have the car on display just the train just the train Uh, but you know, take that with a grain of salt. I'm usually not walking through the park in the most of best conditions. And it's sad because you had the you had the institute, you had the whole Back to the Future section, which would have like yeah, that you meet Springfield. Yeah, but like you had the train there, you had the car there, like you had, and now like the train's just kind of like in the middle of nowhere in the park. Well, it's like, oh, Springfield. Yeah, no, but it's I, yeah. I have to ask, is Universal destined to open rides at Disney Fox? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, too, because, like, between Simpsons and now possibly a very speculation of Nintendo. Not oh, happening. Marvel, that is, that Marvel. is about the most speculation of speculation of speculation gets. Well, they at least have two. They got the Marvel properties and Simpson properties in the past. It, they're not going to. Disney is not buying Nintendo, but Matt Pat did a wonderful theory of who's going to buy. Did a great theory that hold anyone. <laughs> he did not. At the end of the day, he never said Disney was buying Nintendo. That was purely just speculation headline. Yeah. He did speculate that Universal would buy Nintendo, which not far fetched. No. And not Universal. Technically Comcast, the evil overlords of the world. Still not happening. 
the, 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 his main thing with the video that comes down to the only reason Disney wouldn't have a shot at it is, well, just like Harry Potter. Nintendo wants control over their product. They want to right. final say. You don't get that with Disney. Yeah. Disney has final say. You have to be willing to trust them and give up that control. Nintendo currently, currently does not operate that way. The way it would work is if Universal purchased them, it would be a partnership. Right. If Disney purchased them, while well, they're purchasing them. Yeah. We own you. You are part of the Disney empire. D- Disney's still a partner. There are Universal's arts. Universal's already partnering with them to the extent that's happening. Um, again, because certain things like the Geisel Estate and uh, I don't know if Audrey Geisel still is this all alive, but I'm just going to say the Geisel Estate and J.K. Rowling will vouch for them. I still can't believe when Disney first approached J.K. Rowling, they, they pretty much said the, our idea for Harry Potter would be this little corner, pretty much Mickey's Toontown Fair, which would be Hogwarts. Okay. I'm going to say this, especially with current Disney events. They dodged that bullet. Yeah. Yeah, they did. With the current goings-on in Florida, they dodged the bullet being associated with J.K. Rowling. Yeah. Universal can get away by being edgier. Right. But Disney could not. Disney is way more in the spotlight, and having J.K. Rowling getting Disney money would not work. Right. It was going to take over the show place, and that was just... Because they, they even talked about like the train being Hogwarts. That's why they was going to take you into Hogwarts Station and all that stuff, too. It, it worked out for the best because you had a company willing to do anything, anything right. to to take that away. Yeah. Um, and it, no, it just it's worked out. And really, Geisel was obviously, it's known, Audrey Geisel was a big part of that. Um, otherwise, there may not have been anything. Right. Could have been Alton Towers for all we know. And just so if you don't know, Audrey Geisel is Dr. Seuss's wife. Yes. Audrey Geisel is the wife of the late Dr. Seuss. Yeah, that, that's a section of the park that needs some love. Shh, we all know it. You mean it almost needs like a new attraction? Oh, while we're talking about that, uh, speaking of uh, speaking of things that need love, um, an attraction at Universal has finally reopened. Dudley, um, do you right? It's finally reopened that has been closed for some time now. And unfortunately, the attraction inside isn't that great. The outside is my favorite facade in the state of Florida. I love Poseidon's Furious facade. That facade is gorgeous. Gorgeous. What happened to the inside, folks? Um, But Poseidon's Fury did finally reopen. Is Jurassic Park the only original land to get a new attraction? Yes. Correct. What about... Oh, no, because Skull Island's technically a sub-land. That's like a little mini-land. Everything else, they've made their own land. Uh, Depending on how you want to look at the snitches... I guess you could say it's a new attraction, though the main thing has been there since day one. I guess you could I guess you're right. I guess, um, yeah, Velocicoaster. Yeah. 
I mean, like you could say the Hulk, but that's like re. re no, it's the same ride. It is, Hulk, yeah, the yeah. Hulk was same one. ride, slightly different hue, but same ride. Right, right. When they what they've done, they really have not added a ton to islands. There's a reason for that. Well, there aren't they landlocked? Mm-hmm. Space, 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 space. That, I mean, that's why it was a challenge for this roller coaster. Because they had uh, like it was a challenge for the roller coaster, but that's the reason the certain attractions have been threatened. You know, Lord of the Rings, a dump with the crumpet attraction. There's a, things they have been threatening. It's not even funny at this point how much they've been threatening to do. Um, but who knows? Most of what their most plans involve. Obviously, now a new deck. The reason we have a new gate is because of that. That's why there's just a certain constraint to islands. Yeah. Islands is a dying park. And I'm going to speculate here. If a land dies, because to do anything new, you got to kill a land at this point. Right. We're not even at the point that we could really parse up land. Bye, Toon Lagoon. Nice knowing ya. It's dead. Toon Lagoon, you are all themed, and I love a lot of your I love a lot of your comedy. What would you guys replace it with? Doesn't matter, it's dead. Let's 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 worry about opening up a new gate first. Yeah. If they can do that. It's happening, just you know, slowly. God, I cannot wait to see this, like... I mean, Epic Universe, if they are really, like... God, I wish Chapek was Eisner. <laughs> no, yeah. because if Chapek was Eisner, we would, Disney would have a fifth game before Epic Universe, Universe even, yep, correct. Yep. Yeah. Not even, yep. Not even close. Not even within the same ballpark. The, like I, I've said, Epic Universe is going to include Nintendo, but that's not the main attraction here. What Epic Universe will be known as after this is the Universal Monsters. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's I mean, yeah. Be, I Universal mean, Monsters is going to be everything we hope it is. Um, Nintendo, I mean, Donkey Kong will be the second of its kind to open because Japan will be first. Um, but Donkey Kong's going to be something special. Not the rest of it. Hate to say it. I Mario Kart's not going to be anything special, and Yoshi is Yoshi. Um, but we'll see about the rest of Epic Universe. Listen, at this point, we don't even know what's happening with Fear Factor Live. There's been a lot of rumors, but nothing concrete. But there are parts that need to be Fear Factor for the foreseeable future. This is the attraction that just won't no, die. Fear Factor's closed. For now. No, not for now. There's only one way possible this stays as anything. And um, all is quiet on the Western Front, if you know what I mean. We are now within the realm of getting a Horror Nights announcement. We know, I, don't, I know in Hollywood, they're building houses. They're definitely building something here in Orlando. We just don't know what yet. We are within, we don't have dates within the realm. I'm hoping to God we hear some sort of thing. There's been heavy rumors, but nothing concrete about a certain duo maybe reappearing that had been missing for a bit. 
Um, Wild Stallions? I don't know. I All I know is, you know, maybe a phone booth, maybe. And Fear Factor, the arena can last that long. Maybe just, I, if they've gutted it, it's over. Who knows? But that's, I mean, the growing rumor is that Bill and Ted might be back, oh, but the problem God. is, where are you putting them? That's the issue. Obviously, but as far as rumors go, it's all rumor and speculation. Not much has known. It's stunning how little is confirmed internally. So they're keeping mums the word. Um, seeing as technically this is technically my 10th year, I'm hoping for something big. Obviously, I've said it before. I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. Chucky's happening. It has to be. But we'll see. Could be sh- Street. The show's fantastic, by the way. Oh, did you finish it? Yes. Uh, how about that wrap-up? Spoiler oh. alert. Spoiler alert. The wrap-up where Chucky talks about all that he's killed. Yes. <laughs> yes. That oh, show. it's such a good show. It really is fantastic. Can't wait for season two. I was just going to say, I, I was like, this show is honestly probably better than most of the Chucky films. Not, not probably. It is better than most of the Chucky films. Yeah. It is just, it's just a show that keeps, every time you just, you think it's, it, it's just, it's just a fantastic Chucky at one point he's in a hospital, gets dumped down a garbage pit. He's in a pit full of needles and going, oh, it's all the high and none of the pain and falls backwards. It's mean, just, just fantastic. Episodic horror franchises are meant to be episodic. Uh, it's just fantastic. It's amazing. It's I, I'm not someone who ever thought I'd be saying this, but I love season one. Right on season two. I can't wait for it. I'm here for it. I, I'm going to say, I think until American Horror Story happened, there was a general fear that horror could not make a series. Because they've all failed yeah. in the past. Yeah. But once American Horror Story happened and they realized they could make, they figured out the way to right. make a horror series. It's really the way horror's meant to be. Like, you look at something like Halloween, where Halloween 2 happens immediately after Halloween 1. They're meant to be episodic. Uh-huh. And, you know, you don't get to 37 films by just happenstance. Right. Which is funny, because Halloween Ends has a time jump. <laughs> Well, they had to skip the series. Well, I'm saying, when they're coming out, they've announced already. Halloween Ends is going to start with a time jump because that's, you know, let's do the time jump again. Why not? Yeah, why Why not? Um, I Listen, it is, there's certain horror things I never want to die because I love them. Um, scream, please don't ever go away. Ha- Halloween, Leatherface, I never need, leave me. I need to watch the new Scream film. I keep seeing promos on Paramount+. Plus you gotta network. watch it. It's, it's free. It's free on my you Paramount+. You have Plus. to watch it. It's fantastic. It okay. truly is. You're gonna I, love it. You're gonna guess the killer. Well, the killer early. It doesn't matter. You're gonna enjoy every second of it. It's fantastic. It really is. Well, they're all excited for Scream. I can tell you. March 24th. My eyes will be on Paramount+. Plus. Gee, I wonder why. Halo. Like, I, I, I could chant, I would. Keep kicking some ass. I'd say, well, I think, I think Halo, you know, everyone's like, 
you know, Disney's dropping the whole Obi-Wan on for May 25th because it's the original opening date of the original Star Wars film and all this stuff. I get it. But I'm like, you know what? I think Paramount Plus's Halo show might actually might actually it's do something it, here. I think they're going to be amazing or a complete dog rocket. Yeah. See, that's how I'm going in with an open open mindset for this. Like it's getting decent marks so far from if you want to believe critics. I don't I think Halo is going to be a fantastic series. I'm excited for it. The what they have done right with it is they have said it is its own timeline. See, I like Thank that. You. It I is like I'm, that. it's better that way. I like that. Not the video games, it is quote unquote the silver timeline. So they can have references to the main timeline. They could do things from the main timeline, but it doesn't have to follow exactly, especially the end. So you can bring in new people and tell them the original story. You can have the existing fan base still being surprised by what happens. See, I like that because if this was a continuation of the video game or it's in the video game storyline, the show would only be sold or focused on the fans of the games and not for people wanting to know the story of Halo. Yes. You and already have fans complaining for the fact. I'm, I'm sure. Have, well, you can't make everybody happy. You have you know? fans of the video game complaining about the design of a certain character. Spoiler alert. You're going to see the Master Chief's face. Oh, that's not the character I'm talking about. Who are you talking about? Cortana? Cortana. Yeah. Of oh, all no. things, I'm like, guys, you're that doesn't bother me. I'm that sorry, doesn't... none of this bothers me, and I don't care that we see the Master Chief's face. He's an me actor. Neither. Yeah, I'm I don't okay care. with that. I, I, I like the idea that they basically said, "Here is an amazing franchise video game that we are going to be inspired by and take characters and story arcs from the game and make our own thing." And I like that. Most importantly. And it's not really focused on a lot in the ads, because. but according to every cast reading and everything I've heard about the show, he is heavily involved. This is a Spielberg production. Really? Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Spielberg oh, yeah. is heavily, heavily involved. Heavily involved. Is, is he just producer or is it like... He's a producer. He has been involved since like 2012 this show this show has been in production since like long long time 205 like it's forever in production it started as a freaking movie i believe yes you've seen uh, what is yeah nine district 19 Mm -hmm. that is the original halo movie you're right i remember that was peter jackson and the original Original halo Halo. and if you watch it there are assets from Halo in and that it, movie. It, it's, right. just, it's just like Banana Splits and Finance of Freddy's. Bananas, the Banana Splits movie was the Finance of Freddy's original script. It's all in there, in black and white. 
and just like this. This is this. All aspects are there. We we basically we have. I don't know if The Last of Us. I think it's coming this year. We have two huge video game franchises are getting adaptations this year. I actually think Halo lends itself better. It will do better. I'm excited for The Last of Us, but Halo has multiple games to choose from for a timeline, right. whereas the other one has. And Halo can merge them. They can do them intertwined. And see, here's something like, okay, so you have Nintendo with Universal, which their library is, I mean, you have, I mean, there's so many game options to choose from for attractions, but like, here we go again. Like you had Paramount's King, like I know, I know Paramount stepped away from the theme park industry, but it's like, you have these properties on the Paramount network, Halo, you have the whole Star Trek library. I'm like... Why doesn't somebody like Disney or Universal try to make some sort of deal with Paramount? It's mind-boggling. Coming from working at the company that had the it had the rights and owned for a period of time the already better than it version of the Galactic Star Cruiser. And that is Star Trek The Experience in Las mm-hmm. Vegas. That's what I'm saying. Like, Peter Fair owned that. That was already better than the Galactic Star Cruiser can hope to be. And that was just an attraction. Yeah. And I'm like, why doesn't Disney or, you know, universe, somebody like approach Paramount and be like, what would it take for you guys to, to be part of our CBS? CBS? That's I don't true. know what it is with them. They have the money. They could break into the space if they wanted to. I think it's because they. I, I'm curious how the deal with Cedar Fair with everything expired. Um, it, it, that's one thing to do with it. But when it comes to Halo, when it comes to Last of Us, like, well, La- prop- well, Last of Us is going to be on HBO. I know it's Last of Us HBO. I'm just talking. You have right. properties. I'm just. I'm just saying an, an example. I know you're talking Star Trek and right, right. Halo here. It starts to become a gray area. You start to have a lot of things that are involved, and you start to have a lot of ideas of what. When you say Disney Universal, are you talking with like movies and TV? Are you talking with right. theme parks? We often talk theme parks and everything. These are two properties that do not lend themselves to theme park attractions. I want to just point out, even within the realm of video games. <laughs> There is currently a lawsuit over Halo. Mm-hmm. Because it has come out that Microsoft does not own that classical oh, theme. Marty O'Donnell owns that theme. They never fully licensed it. Mm-hmm. And they use wow. it in Halo Infinite. Huh. He owns it. He actually wrote it for like some fucking serial commercial or something years ago it's an old jingle here yeah that that's a lot of things that come down to it because it's like certain there's actually when it comes to microsoft there's certain other properties i've thought have lent themselves of why don't we have something based on these there's money to be made there but there's all sorts of rights issues i'm just going to come out and say it rare banjo kazooie there's things that could be done with a lot of properties, but there's a lot of stickiness that comes with it. And Halo is not a, not against this because you have a lot of, yeah, they own it, but the, the, who owns certain characters and developments? And technically, does Microsoft own? Hey, I'm just going to use hey, the first game. 
Who owns who owns the rights to anything in the first game? Halo or Sony now, because Bungie's not part of Sony. It's a weird so this is one of the few things oh. that, because I fall deep into the Halo lore aspect. Yes. And I have watched many hours of interviews with the original people. Most of the original Halo game is owned by Microsoft. Okay, that's what I would think, but it's hard to say. Yes. There are small parts of the original Halo game that are owned by Marty O'Donnell because he wrote the music before his time at Bungie. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They bought all the rights to Halo that Bungie owned. There were sure. small parts they did not own. Any of this shit is really confusing. And it, it is. you have Halo where the soundtrack is almost as iconic as the game itself. itself yeah. It is. Because uh, I'm going to use my example that I come to this is from is Microsoft owns Rare. There's a reason it, 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 they had to play ball with Rare because until Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, King K. Rule was unheard of when it came to Donkey Kong for a particular reason. That's because I believe Rare actually owned the rights to a... They didn't own the rights to Donkey Kong, but Rare owned the rights to everything else, I believe. They, Including the do-do-do-do-do-do-do from Donkey Kong Country. I'm almost positive Rare owned that. They, until recently, owned the rights to a certain character. Diddy. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. There's a reason Diddy you have to see their character. character. Because when they made the game and everything, Nintendo developed Donkey Kong, the original game. Everything else they had were partnering with Rare. Rare for Donkey when Kong Rare Country. Was, yeah, when Rare was bought, certain things were lost. That's why Banjo Kazooie finally made their way back to Nintendo because Rare allowed them. They're willing to play. Microsoft and Disney are very chummy chummy, which is why when we back to that whole who's going to buy who, Rare and Micro- Nintendo and Microsoft would most likely partner and publish Nintendo games on Microsoft consoles. That was the thought process when the, if this switch possibly failed, what could have happened because they already had a partnership with chummy. That's why you have Diddy in certain things. That's why we have K Rule in certain things. Is that Rare and Microsoft had to partner up here? Is that also the same reason why Nintendo never released a classic N64 console like what they did with Super Nintendo and Nintendo? Because everyone no, was. In fact, because the fad was over. Uh, well, everyone was like, it, you got to have GoldenEye. And I, go, I know GoldenEye was you can't rare. You GoldenEye. GoldenEye is a licensing nightmare. Nightmare and a half. Also, because they, with the virtual console and everything, that's what they were looking for. That's why you don't have one of those. But with the with, you have Nintendo Online, now you have N64 games coming into the fold. Because it's easier to do things that way through an emulator than to make a physical product. The fad was over when Sony and Genesis made their own products. Also, from what I can read, is apparently the N64 is a nightmare to emulate. Like, no one really? up with the perfect emulator for the N64. Even the, Nintendo can't emulate the N64. It, in fact, a lot of the virtual stuff you're playing are all emulators. They, they, It would be a nightmare to create. And again, right after they released the SNES Classic, 
Sony and Genesis came out with their own that bombed. That's right. I do remember you start saying. having a okay. What games do we put in the N sixty four classic? Operating out of time, we want to do our own thing with possibly with the Zelda thirtieth anniversary. Who knows? We start coming down to what games are we putting on here? Right. Jasper. Just play. Uh, on a completely irrelevant topic. Um, did you know Crash Bandicoot was one of the first games with adjustable difficulty? Really? That doesn't Sorry. surprise me. Not adjustable. Dynamic. Yes. Where if you lost enough in a level, it would begin helping. Yeah. You didn't know it. When's the last time either you played the original? Oh, I, the, I played on the Insanity Trilogy. There's a reason for that. The Insanity Trilogy, when you play the original, the second and third are a little more forgiving. On that very first, very first game, it was very unfair. I'd be jumping and be like, I did nothing wrong. How come I didn't make that jump? As someone who is not a skilled video game player, I have a lot of thoughts on the difficulty curve of video games. And all I'm going to say is if you make an easy mode available in the game, you need to make it clear when choosing that mode that it is not the full story. Because there are many times where the easy does not give you anything canon. It gives you a different ending, all that bullshit. Make it clear in the beginning this is not canon. If you have a normal difficulty and call it normal, that has to be the canon difficulty. You called it normal. If you don't have difficulties, it should be dynamic in some way. And even Dark Souls is dynamic to a degree. There are ways you could do things easier. And since you brought that up, I'm going to pull... Because somebody mentioned the other week... I don't remember if this is on air about Elden Ring. I'm going to hold this up for a second. Uh, Elden Ring is a mediocre game at best. Change my mind. I don't I started know. It. I, I'm just saying. I start. Brian mentioned this. I started it. I'm sorry. It's just a dark, it's just Dark Souls experience. <clears throat> it's okay. It's not the fantastic. The multiplayer still sucks. I'll stick to my Red Dead Redemption then. Hey, Bruce, I soft locked in Guardians. I'm soft. Where are you? I am chapter four. I see the vault and I see the door that is supposed to open after the vault and it's not opening. Hmm. And I've watched videos, like I've read sports things on how to do it, and no. This door should just open when I've killed all the enemies. Yeah. It's not opening. Oh, man, that glitch. That sucks. <laughs> I'm like, god damn it. That what? sucks. I'm sorry, buddy. I, what well, game is this? Like Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. It's an amazing game. It's except so for the much fun. Oh, it sucks. because I'm. It's, that game is so much fun to play. I, I'm sitting there, and like, I'm going, this door is an opening. There's literally nothing for me to do in this room. Because <laughs> the room is like 45 squares big. It's not a big room. I'm like, 
there's nothing for me to do. I've looked everywhere. I can see things in areas I can't access. It, and I've watched videos. I tell everybody, this store opens. This store is closed. I'm like, oh, I gotta reset. No. Oh, that sucks. Such a fun and game, too. I love the game. I love every presentation about it, except one little presentation. The fact that Brian Starlord. Well, yes. Wait, I'm, wait, I'm. You are Star Lord. You really? The character model they use for Star Lord in the game for the comics? It's you, buddy. Get out like, of here. It, I make, swear to God. Make you blonde and give you more of a Pomodoro? Oh, my God. Really? Hold on, hold on. I'm on it. I'm on it. I, I have sat there and I've watched. I'm playing the game and I'm going, oh, my God. Why am I Brian Spencer? <laughs> Get out of here, really? Like, it is a combination of you and Brian Stetzer. Uh, and we're not kidding. I'm going to pull up a picture right now. And do you know this is perfect? Oh, it's not a good image. Darn it. Aha! How do you look, Brian? Oh, my God. How do you look? Do you like how you look in the game? <laughs> I mean, I'm not... I mean, yeah, the, I could see it. Holy it's shit. It's you. I was playing it, and I'm like... <laughs> This guy looks familiar, and I get, oh my god, it's Brian! I might have to play this now and be like, it's a it's honestly, fantastic game. It, it really is. It, it's worth playing. It's just, just, just so Liz can be like, what are you doing now? Just playing with myself. <laughs> it, it really is a fantastic game. Because um, at that point, honestly, Elden Ring is fine. It's a fine game, but it's just, it, it, I also have Horizon Forbidden West, Horizon Burden Best. It's just fun. I am just waiting for Halo Infinite to finally introduce co-op multiplayer. So am I. At which point, I am going to figure out a way to get the co-op of the most unorthodox group of players. Because it's going to be funny as fuck. I'm here for it. And that uh -huh. is me, Bruce, and Richard. <laughs> oh. Oh. Some people just want to watch the bird bird buddy. <laughs> oh. C considering I play every shooter as if it's Doom. <laughs> how's he how's he doing? He is doing good. He's about to have a second kid. I saw Wonderful that. I saw, I saw that. Fantastic. And apparently Casey is absolutely miserable, as you would expect when you're having your second kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do they still live in the area or do they move? Uh, Elkton, Elkton, Maryland. Oh. Is he teaching down there? Oh, he works at a battery factory or something. Good for him. He's a factory man now. All right. He's putting that college degree to use. I was hey, just gonna say, wasn't he? He got a teaching it degree. It doesn't matter if he's making a living for his family. That's all that matters. He, Absolutely. He, he got a teaching degree, but the requirements were not what up he wanted to do. So he is on his mat. He is on the management path at a factory. Hey, you know what? Liz, Liz is getting her master's May seventh. She's graduating finally. Ten years um, she's getting master of education, an MED, master of education, but she works for Hershey Med Center. So she works with college students. Um, her bachelor's is in elementary and she got from Shippensburg. So, you know, she used that degree to an extent for the couple of jobs, but got her working at Penn State. And now she, you know, with her 
master's degree. I think they're paying like 75% of the tuition because she works for the college. So, right. So yeah, May 7th is graduation. And then we're going to Disney a week later. So I'm like, that's celebrating. Celebrating. So taking her to Disney to celebrate. Did I hear she's not that big in the roller coasters? She is. I think the most she can do is rock and roller coaster. Be I'm purely asking because I want to schedule a trip to Hershey. Okay. Come on up. And if I go, I bring a four-year-old with me. Yeah. She'll watch the four-year-old. She well, will do- I, As long as we can have some sort of rotation. That's fine. She, she, she loves four-year-old and two people on it'll work she she would rather actually enjoy hanging out with the kid when we're on the on the roller coasters i'm down for that i can entertain your child while we ride while people ride roller coasters there we go you can she likes you so we're good what can i say i'm lovable and i smell like candy she understands you're her godfather to a small degree small degree she's so young she'll learn that (laughs) No, she's met those people. Bruce, don't forget the cannolis. <laughs> well, that's a given. Hey, hey, I know how to get some good cannoli up here, okay? Leave, leave the gun, take the cannolis. Leave I just the gun, want to take the out at my mother's funeral, Bruce went, who's the guy in the velvet suit? The mob. He said who it was. I'm like, ah, oh, that makes sense. My, mother, a, my mother's last name ended in a vowel, and she worked for people whose last name ended in a vowel in Narstown, Pennsylvania. What was her? Wait, what was her? What was her maiden name? Her maiden name was Tornetta, and she worked for the Gambones. Oh yeah, oh that's. Yeah, lean over. He goes, that's one of the Gambones. I'm like, ah, that makes sense. I understand. Oh. I will be very. I will walk over and be very polite. To I can't say much, but I can say that the Gambo, the Gambone brothers. Went to jail for tax evasion. Yeah. <laughs> At least they weren't a waste management. No, construction, because that's so much better. <laughs> it is, though. It really is. Hey, hey I, I work with, you know, the Teamsters, and it's run by Jimmy Hoffa Jr., so, you know, I'm in good hey, company. Hey, hey, those Teamsters are a bunch of good people. They're like the hey, longshoremen. I like the Teamsters. Most of them are. Most of them are, but there's a, there's a handful of them that are reaping well, benefits there's a bad um, eggs and everything on things that are completely unrelated or do you either you watch the youtube channel secret base no what's this it used to be something sb nation or whatever but they have this wonderful video about the old nfl lockout oh. Oh. <laughs> based off of oh and there is this story where it is the perfect story because Philadelphia Eagles are the heroes. They are. Oh, they were. And the Dallas Cowboys are the villains. Everybody in the Cowboys crossed like a bunch of schnooks. It is the story of the replacements. That's awesome. But with trash trucks and breaking picket lines involved, it is perfect. And I'm like, which is funny, if you ever get the chance, watch the 30 for 30 on the replacements with the, with the actual story of those players for Washington. It's not only heartbreaking, but when you find out Joe Gibbs, McGinty, the character of the movie, Jimmy McGinty, Joe Gibbs, was couldn't be more, you do not cross, I will handle things from here. 
it and it truly tells you the difference of approaching unions. It is. And the the Eagles, the Eagles were one of the only teams besides Washington who did not cross. The Northeast was like, no, unions, we respect them. The rest of the country was like, (laughs) no, I want my millions of dollars. Ed Two Tall Jones. Now I will state I come from a blue collar family who my grandfather had pensions from two separate unions, so I'm biased. Yeah, I mean my my grandfather, my mom's dad worked for the AFL Cielo AF. What's the abbreviation? AF. Just state the trade. Yeah, it, it, it's union like for blue collar workers he he was the president of the harrisburg chapter for the longest time so my grandfather got a pension from the sheet metals worker union and the plasterers union because literally the day he hit the retirement age of the sheet metals worker union Mm -hmm. he retired and transferred to the plasterers and then was there long enough to hit retirement age there no, no comment. My my one grandfather was the chief of police in Rigwood, New Jersey, for many, many years. Oh, speaking so, of... Oh, my spe- in-law family probably crossed him at some point. Got it. Speaking of Jersey, so obviously Miss Marvel's coming out. Yes, it is! Jersey's so, finest, baby! Can someone brush me up on this character? I'm not too familiar. This is the one character from Marvel I'm not familiar with. I'm familiar with, but I'm not that familiar with. First, I'm going to take a minute here because the the vision he is going to see is not the comic vision. Not at all. I'm okay with that. What you are going to see in the show version is kind of a cross between Mr. Fantastic and the Green Lantern. Okay. It is more Green Lantern based. Whereas the comic version, her powers is she can stretch her limbs. Right. I knew, she, I knew that. And grow her limbs. Her powers are embiggened. She can, mainly she makes, when you see her standing, she has long gangly arms, and right. very big fists, and she makes big feet. That's her power is embiggened. She can make herself grow. She is an inhuman technique. Okay, that's, all right. I, so I, I knew about her ability. she's I, not I an inhuman in this. And in fact, I love, if you watch the trailer, I love I what they're doing. We said, I before we started talking to Dozer, I love how they took the CGI element out in the sense that it's energy-based, where she can make a big fist. Instead of using her hand to become big and make a shield, she has an energy shield. It ties in with the Marvels, with what they want to do with the Marvels, with uh, Carol Danvers and America Ferreira, but it also makes her, her, she can be herself without having this wonky CGI, possibly, and, and it separates uh, from the Mr. Fantastic's coming. We have a nice separation here. So and I guess I, my question, though, is, like, what is the connection between her and Carol Danvers? Because with Carol Danvers... Don't, don't know yet. She's don't, a fangirl. She's a fangirl. She's a big fan. When, she was, when we first meet her, she's a fan of all of them. She creates her own comics. And right. what I know of, and that's what it looks like they're doing. She's really a fangirl. She creates her own comics. She gets powers, and then things change for her. 
But it, I'm very curious. I don't know how they're all going to play out. She's going to be involved with the Marvels, the Ms. Marvels, right, right. going forward because she is, instead of Captain Marvel, she is Ms. Marvel. So we'll see how that all plays out. I'm very excited. I, I love what they, I, the ideas that they're doing with her. I love how they're changing her to make her fit the current narrative. I'm all for it. Yeah, like so I knew, like I said, I knew about her abilities. I just didn't know if it was like something that she got from Carol Danvers or if, if because she's here, a mutant. we don't know. We don't know in the in the comics she gets. I want to say I guess she mixes with this whatever you want to call it and becomes the Inhuman that infects her and she makes I figure what the name of the fog or mist or whatever the chemical is that infects her and she becomes an inhuman which gives her the abilities here she's gonna get some point of gauntlet that's gonna connect her she's gonna connect look at the outfit it's all we already knew that she was going to be involved with this next captain marvel 2 sequel right uh i those are cool for all we know america ferrera could be introduced in this we just haven't seen it yet uh, but I love the trailer. I love the humor. I love everything about it. Oh, yeah. The show looks And also, good. you know, Jersey's finest superhero coming in. It's fantastic. Now, is this a movie or is this going to be a limited series? Series like, of six oh. episodes so far. So it's going to be like Loki and Falcon and Winter Soldier and all that. All right. It I'm is... going to say it's both because she is six episodes on Disney+. Plus, But she is also going to be a large part of the Marvels, a.k.a. Captain Marvel, Marvel too. too. Yeah, we may see her in another movie. It looks like she enters the quantum realm at some point, which is something she's been able in the comics. She can send powers to other versions of herself. So there's a chance we'll see her quantum mania. Who knows? That I think this will be a lead in. I think because of her ties to New Jersey, she's going to have some point in New York City. I would not be surprised if we see a lead into She Hulk here. Or even like Daredevil and all those cats. Miles still. Morales. Miles. Speaking speaking of which, have you Miles guys Morales. have you guys heard the latest about Miles Morales? No, but but the fact that she's here, that all means her and Miles are friends in the comics. Now, Having I'm, Miles around makes perfect sense. There's been there's been heavy he, heavy speculation, possibly accurate, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. That James Smith is gonna be Miles Morales, Will Smith, Will Smith's son. Mm, there's a reason I don't like it. It's because of his father. I don't like Jaden. If you take his father out of the equation, you can't. I know. I'd rather have a no name. Thank That's you. the thing here. I'd Thank rather you. have a no. We don't need a name for Miles Morales at this point with some of these characters, especially Miles. We have video games to go off of. We have an animated universe. I'd rather have a no name get pushed up. Miss Marvel, I'm glad we have a no name. Uh, you could argue with She-Hulk. We have a, some sort of, we have a, Tatiana, whatever her name is. We have a name there to an extent, but I'd rather have a no name be Miles Morales. Um, he's a nobody, and this is his big break. Call me woke, but I agree with Bruce. I would rather have a no name actor of color make I agree. Their break. I agree. I know. I agree. 
need no breaks. Frankly, with all of them, let the names of these characters sell themselves. Fantastic Four, don't cast names. Cast no names. Cast nobodies. We don't need names for Fantastic Four. Let this be a breakout role for them. I think that would be, I would love if we had an actor of color come in and just sweep the crowd away with Miles Morales. The Spider-Man of Harlem, savior. Yeah. I completely agree. Yep. Jumping across the river to hang out with his buddy, Ms. Marvel. And I can't harp enough that she's from Jersey. I love it. I, I'm just going to say, I do love her portrayal in the Spider-Man on Disney Junior. I will complain. She is way too white for that. I love what they've done with her here for the show, though. I love what they've done. Yes. I love everything about how the look is. I love the style with the comics and the. I was just gonna say it's so perfect for the character. It really is. When the trailer started, did it feel like Scott Pilgrim versus the World to you? A little bit, but in the good sense. And I'm yes. a big fan of the movie. I just, I love what they're doing. I love her quirkiness. Do I have to decide what I want to do before lunch? I'm like, oh, that is perfect. Bravo! Bravo, Marvel! Yeah, ah. I was in, I was impressed with that too. I was like, you know what? This actually looks like a fun show to watch. Uh, I the, the next three Moon Knight. I I'm cannot. A little, wait. I'm a little tepid on Moon Knight. Just I how, cannot wait. I for think Moon it's Knight. going to be fantastic. I'm excited for Moon Knight. I'm excited for Ms. Marvel. It it all culminates with with the lady herself. She Hulk finally coming into the fold. Yeah, and I'm actually excited to re rewatch daredevil again on disney plus because everything's coming to the disney streaming service now like daredevil jessica jones i can skip luke cage and oh, jessica jones is coming you don't say real? Uh -huh. so you mean we've seen daredevil we've seen kingpin hmm. all of we saw jessica jones and something she hawk that be nice she hawk it's almost oh. like disney plus is slowly breaking their pg-13 barrier oh. they are she-Hulk, that would be a great idea. If you don't know, <laughs> this PG-13 barrier only exists in the United States. Mm -hmm. If I use my uh, lovely VPN and VPN into Disney Plus through any other country, I get R-rated movies. Well, and see, that's the other thing, too. So, like, you know, Disney has the partnership with Hulu... And they, he, they own Hulu. They own two-thirds of Hulu. It's okay. not a partnership. They own Hulu. Okay. So if you go to, like, Canada, the Disney Plus service in Canada has this thing called, I think, like, Disney Star or something yeah. like that, where they have all the content under one umbrella. And, for example, I just finished watching Pam and Tommy on Hulu. Great show, by the way. Fantastic show. Um, I do want to watch that. That's on Disney Plus in Canada. You know, no joke. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> there is a limitation on where you originally purchased your account. Now, Pam and Tommy could probably get anywhere in the world if you VPN in. But there is some shit like there is if like you have an India account true indie account india payment method and all you're getting mere x-rated shit on there it it's weird depending on where you have your account yeah. 
I don't fully understand it. Because while we're on that, I have two recommendations for people. Um, if you haven't seen Turning Red yet, uh, Disney is it, Plus. Is it good? And it's fantastic. Really? I loved it. Loved it. It's, okay. it's, it, it, you have to kind of like that. It, it has a Miyazaki vibe to it. And it's just very funny. It's, it's I got, like what they did with it. it. It is a bit of girl power here. Um, it's got but, Teen Wolf vibe. I, I'm getting like a Teen Wolf vibe it, a little bit. It, teen Wolf, it, it's fantastic. I really enjoyed okay. it. And on the other side, if you're on Hulu, because um, you mentioned Pam and Tommy with Sebastian Stan, um, there's another movie called Fresh. Uh, is that good? Is, really? It is, okay. It is, it is, it is it's on my watch. It's on my watch it, list. It is a horror comedy, and it, it makes fun of the current. It can makes fun of dating with apps and everything. Oh, oh it's, I don't want to say too much. It's messed up. It, it's got the Bruce stamp of approval on that. It's and it's, it's entertaining. I, I'm just going to state only Bruce will understand how this ties into the current conversation. But Mirabelle is now available at a view in the parks. You can meet with her and get pictures with her. I saw that. Uh, also, there's a uh, Encanto Disney Plus sing along coming. There's yeah. a sing-along version of Disney Plus. Hey, just told everything, and I love it. Lynn, Lynn's nominated for an Oscar for Bruno. I mean... <laughs> Not the best song in the movie. Well, you know what's pressure. Well, you know what's funny? So, he was on... Was it... Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel. He was on Jimmy Kimmel the other night. And Jimmy's like, can you explain to me, Lynn, how this song is nominated? Lynn's like... I don't even know how this happened. He goes, normally when it comes to writing songs, it's never the ensemble song. It's always like the villain song or the love ballad or something. It's never this ensemble. And he goes, he goes, right now I'm on a high because of just like of how this movie's doing and the music's going, all this stuff. But he's like, eventually I'm going to, he goes, I know people are going to be sick and tired of this music. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno is the third best song in that movie, according to Mo me what's the first two surface pressure oh, God, yes yes. Oh, yes. God, yes family magical i Fantastic can't stop listening to that it is so friggin happy it's a great number it's a good opening number it introduces you to everybody um the problem like uh like lynn also came out this week talking about how encanto should be turned into a stage musical but somebody else should do it not me no it should not be a stage musical your opinion's bad and you should feel bad um there i said it, can't it. Be a stage musical it would be terrible oh speaking of stage musicals lynn also uh drop name drops spider-man on jimmy kimmel because Jimmy was saying something about, oh, congrats on, like, you know, talking about Tick, Tick, Boom and casting Andrew Garfield oh, and all. God, what oh, a bad movie. Well, anyway, they were just like, Lynn, why don't you do, like, a, you know, Marvel musical? And, and Lynn's like, yeah, they did Spider-Man. We, we don't talk about that on Broadway. That, that, yeah. He's right. <laughs> Which I have to say, if you haven't watched, look up on YouTube, Wait in the Wings. Or waiting in the wings. I can't remember the name of the chat. But they do wonderful dissections of Broadway's biggest flops. They have this wonderful hour-long documentary on Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Oh my god. 
an hour and a half documentary on Carrie. Which is superb. Superb. And then there is another one that I I can't remember. I am too tipsy on my old Forrester to remember. So I'm just going to stop that there. Starlight Express, <laughs> baby? Um, no, uh, while we're talking about this on stage musicals and comics and everything, first off, Superman was technically the first one to have a successful one. It's a brother supplanted Superman. If you know the song You've Got Possibilities, that came from that. Um, but I'm just going to tell you what you need to be listening to. This is not the first... Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark was not Spider-Man's first foray. There's another musical album out there of Spider-Man songs. But what you need to look up is Jim Steinman wrote a Batman music was was trying to get Batman to Broadway, and you have to listen to some of what Jim Steinman created for this. Uh, specifically, if you Google it out there, it's out there. Um, I'll deck this, but he wrote a song for the Joker that Joker was going to sing. Uh, there's what the um. I want to see this now. But he wrote a specific song for the Joker called I'll Decorate the City. It's technically, I'll decorate the city in ribbons of blood. Fantastic, fantastic number. The demo is out there. Not all the demo songs are great. There's In the Land of the City, The Butcher is King, of his third Battle of the Hell album, which he wrote as the opening for the show. Uh, But there's... There's been plenty of options here. So Lynn can go shove it up his butt when he makes fun of Spider-Man turn off the dark because you've written two things here. Sondheim, you ain't. I, I, I will say in the whole documentary, they talk about turn off the dark. And oh my God, they shit on Julie Taymor. That I have before. seen both versions of that show, mind you. I've seen the original version and the new version. And uh, did you say more truly more over it? She was in bo- involved in both, and believe me, she deserves to be shot upon because uh, <laughs> the original version, my oh my, um, they made it better. They included certain things that made it better. Um, the Actune opener, Freak Like Means Company, is actually a watchable, a listenable song. There's some actually good stuff in there, song-wise. Um, Bono, bad, bad Bono. That's the real shit on the show. Bad yeah. Bono. The, I, he wrote as for every good song he wrote, he wrote three. You're like two and what? Um, I, I can say I have seen this show, and my shit on the show is I saw it from box seating. Which I cannot afford box seating. I know my wife cannot afford box seating. Box seats are terrible for the most part. They are. I got webbed by Spider-Man though, so I'll take it. There's a wonderful picture of me after the show just covered in web. Are you sure it was are you sure it was web? It was web. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> the one that had that problem because I had Spider-Man's crotch right in my face. I can also tell you. This is how many songs I remember from that show. That's a big fat zero. There's some, again, there was some good stuff. There actually were a couple of good numbers in the show. Yeah, I just remember none of them. Uh, I remember I remember Freak Like Me. Freak Like Me, you had Freak Like Me, you I'll Take Manhattan, you had um MJ had a song that was I'm, I'm blanking on the names of them. And the guitar- had a song. What was the guitar riff in the, that was like the Spider-Man melt? I remember that was cool. That like, that was the common thing they brought back throughout the whole. I show. liked. I, see, I like um, that. 
that it rip. had good it had the bones there the problem was no one at, this happens when they create things you get people who are a bunch of yes men and no one thought at some point to say hey guys we don't have something good here we really need to go back to the drawing board that's what we have an out-of-town tryout for and again I, not that it's a great show, but I'm willing to defend what they did with Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, Tom Blue in the Face, compared to most other people do. It was a risk. Here's the problem with it. It was a risky venture. They at least tried compared to some of the at drivel I've seen and, and had and to sit through. What needs to be stated, and it's an important part of the whole story of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, is there was a producer and there was an associate producer literally at the signing of the documents for this show the producer dropped dead yeah so you had the associate producer who had done essentially jack and shit before it produced this show and you like the original version you had some stuff there was a number about shoes and I'm not kidding you. The our the spider this I hate to say the spider woman like makes me think of the spider woman. She flies in next to me. She flew in from the stage and she's just thinking this number about shoes. Shoes. Was not it was it what, was, was it a great Kel- chorus? Was it Kelly from YouTube? Shoes. No, oh my god. No, talking about her being mad and being about shoes. You had a Greek chorus of these three kids who were writing the comic. It was the geek chorus yeah the geek chorus whatever you want to call it uh it got better with the new version and they made changes it just it was a bad idea unfortunately and it happens like you because uh, at the time you had book of mormon which was lightning in a bottle when that arrived um spider-man tried listen i'm willing it was worth a shot and i appreciate what they tried and i've seen worse things than spider-man turn off the dark and people say that was the worst thing you've ever seen i'm like ha, 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 ha. i saw an attack of the elvis personators off broadway i'd rather sit through spider-man turn off the dark 50 times than that once i would I like i always wished mel brooks did a full two-act musical springtime for hitler like no. not not just like a little homage to the producers, just do a full blown Broadway musical. There's certain listen. There's certain things I've been circling forever, like Betty Boop. There's certain things I've been in the pipeline forever that we're never gonna get. Um, yeehaw, anybody? Um, How are we gonna fund a springtime for Hitler? I don't know. I, I'm just going to say, I know who funds most of Broadway. I don't know how that's happening. Let me put it this way. I'm seeing a musical tomorrow where Garth Drabinsky is, is the lead. And for those of you who may not recognize that name, Garth Drabinsky literally pulled a, here's my two books of the show routine. He went to jail over what he did with Ragtime. And I'm not kidding. He went to jail from stealing blind from the show. That's why Ragtie ran for five years and never made back its investment. I'm seeing Paradise Square tomorrow. He was the lead producer. I, and I'm just going to say, I have looked at the time. I think this is a wonderful time to end tonight's show. Oh, yes, yeah. Holy crap. Three hours. Three hours. I have a daughter to bring to school in the morning. So this, this show is as long as the Batman movie. It really is. 
yes, we have gotten on a good tangent. I hope people listen to this when I post it tomorrow. God bless. Listen, we love you all. We love you. Please. Yeah, we do. Listen, if you listen to the whole thing, you get our, cookies in the morning. Our apologies. Yes. I think my lights are literally turning off on me at the moment. Are you on a timer? I have smart lighting. Oh. Yeah, it's a problem. But until next time, we're the Diz Idiots. We're the idiots. So, so you know what oh, you don't have to, to be. be. Until next time. Peace.